Material Components Episode 3 Trial by Fire Hello, and welcome to Material Components, the real play RPG show about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gorgoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hello, adventurers. Hello. Hi. Howdy. Howdy. Hello. Uh, I am Olivia Gray, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbear, Child of the Outer Storm. I am Cassie Lewis. Cass, I will be playing uh, Cherish, the Tiefling Sorcerer. My name is Michael Listman, and I will be playing Sid, the half-elf rogue. Hi, I'm Reed Morris, and I'll be playing Grawl, the hobgoblin warlock. Excellent. Welcome back, everybody. And, of course, I would like to start this session off the same way I start off every session, by asking all of you fools if you remember what happened last time. Oh. Uh, it was really fun. Bummer. And um, there's a lot of laughs. We all had a great time. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of hugging. Um, there's a sleepover. Well, there was a lot of hugging at the end. That's okay. That, that part's not completely uh, wrong. I did boop your nose at one point. Oh, yeah, I gotta write <laughs> yeah. that down. That's very mm -hmm. Yeah, we shared a tender moment of nose booping. Nose booped. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So that I think that sums it up. Uh, yeah. yeah. I tried to murder an old man. <laughs> let's let's just let's just lay our cards on the table. We don't we don't need to linger on that. We just yeah. it's, it's now known. We had our first test. We had our first yeah. test. The first trial did occur. The Sky Witch put you through some kind of terrible psychological test that you all passed with maybe not flying colors, but certainly vaguely hovering colors. Nobody's dead. Nobody's yes. dead. <laughs> Physically. None of us emotionally, maybe you know. But, yeah. We're all still living, and I think that's what matters the most. <laughs> because yes, in the first of the Skyn Witch's trials, you found yourselves separated and in distinctly unique partnerships, flung across the entirety of the valley and perhaps the multiverse. As a couple of you found yourselves up in the Stormwall Mountains looking for a lost baby reindeer, and a couple of you found yourselves in a strange prison in... In hell! Hell? Maybe hell? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. Um, Sid found his mom, or what he thought was his mom, um, broke her out of the prison met up with Cherish. We got lost in the snow. It was like a blizzard. Um, found a uh, made sort of like a encampment, um, and then she like tried to convince me to kill Cherish. Um, yeah. Because according to your dead not mom, the only way out of hell is to kill the devil. Which like I'm not the devil. Yeah, like you're, you're a you know, devil. I I am a devil, just not like the one. I'm not right. sure who the devil is. Asmodeus. The T the the the, the, the T isn't capitalized. Yeah. Or neither is the D, but it's just there's, eh. there's no proper nouns here. Mm -mm. Um, 
So that was fun. Um, and when I didn't do that, uh, she turned on me and we killed that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some kind of doppelganger. Kill your darlings. Meanwhile, in the Tempest Rest Valley, maybe? <laughs> Grawl and Tirza found themselves clambering up the side of the Stormwall Mountains just under the burgeoning clouds of the Outer Storm. And it was there that Grawl kept trying to kill an old man. Yeah. Well, first, Grawl lived out his wildest dreams. And it was... Ah, so beautiful. So nice. But some mysterious figure let you know that that was indeed a lie. Oh, well. And then we hung out with my dear friend, uh, Hino. And looked for baby reindeer, and it was very wholesome and pure. (laughs) And then it wasn't Mm -mm. all of a sudden. Mm -mm. Because as one of the Jarashir, it is Tears' duty to combat monsters and aberrations that haunt the world. And according to not Hano, Grawl was in fact one of those monsters. Racist. Not Hano was the monster. The whole time. Maybe the real Hano was the monsters we made along the way. (laughs) No, there's something there, you know. Keep digging. So, yes, both teams managed to overcome their doppelganger assailants without really all that much trouble. I kind of am shocked that neither of them managed to get a sneak attack off on any of you, so way to go on that count. Achievement unlocked, I guess. (laughs) Well, I did my absolute best to let that mimic get a sneak attack on me, but... <laughs> oh, you don't... It was a doppelganger. You're not very yet. lucky it was not yeah, a mimic. Sorry. I just... I, I apologize, internet. I know. I, I'm tired. <laughs> just uh, a treasure chest in the middle of uh, middle of the snow. Hmm, this will this be fine. <laughs> and it keeps saying, come over here and open me. <laughs> Definitely not a mimic. No. Die so convincing. <laughs> it rolled a natural twenty in its crit. I have to open it then. It's a very convincing devil box. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after that, you had returned to the mortal world. The words of the Skyne Witch still echoing in your ear after completing that trial. Those words being, "Your second trial comes in a year and a day." Second verse, apparently, same as the first. Oh no, it's gonna get worse. (laughs) I finished the rhyme in my head. Oh no. I mean, for me, I don't don't know if it'll get worse. I think it's pretty much topped itself out, but hey. There could be two doppelgangers pretending to be your mom. That would almost be better. The most fake. (laughs) One has one mustache, the other has two. At the end of the Maker Festival, though, you had all received letters from the old mage herself telling you that if you need any assistance over the course of the next year, all you need to do is ask. So, now I ask you, what did each of your characters do over the course of the next year? Cherish had a pretty exciting year. Um, 
uh, it would have been really great to have the great mages help when Calvin and I got um, kid ambushed and kidnapped by cultists. Just kidding! I set all of them on fire. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> for, for because this is a podcast, uh, Cass I, just dabbed a bunch. A bunch, like an obscene amount. <laughs> I could dab more. Like it shook the camera. It did. It's because it's all, anyway. Um. So, yeah, uh, we were kidnapped by some cultists who were apparently building up arms for some sort of nefarious purpose. Um, and since Kalkin is a pretty well-known um, blacksmith. blacksmith, yes, maker of weapons and armor and things, um, they decided to, like, ambush and grab us on the way back to Blue Gulch. Um and basically, Cherish was like just was held hostage in order to make Calkin like cooperate for quite some time. Yeah, for quite some time, like a, like a few months at least. Um, and Cherish was like really upset and just kind of like feeling sorry for herself. Um, and then Maz kind of gave her a proverbial kick in the butt, and she spent, you know, every all day, every day that she wasn't sleeping, like, focusing and trying to be able to cast spells without drawing attention to herself so that she could escape. And she did, and she set everything on fire, and rescued Kalkin, and then they went home. It's true. It was awesome. And you spent the remainder of the year honing those abilities that you've learned while in captivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At home. And I will say this much, one little added tidbit to this story is that Near the end of the year, as Calcon is preparing to head back to Stormhaven for yet another Maker Festival, with all the added tribulations that your relationship with this festival is now garnering, there is a brief scene in which Jet, having seen your more stalwart resolve towards your abilities, your honing of these magical capabilities, is making note of these things, this half-orc boy who is sort of meekly, sheepishly harbored some deep affection for you and you shared your first kiss not a year ago uh, has uh, you, once or twice you've noticed him just out there in the out in the desert smashing rocks with a big hammer you're not quite sure why, he's kind of an odd duck, but no, he's getting ripped he's my best friend but there is definitely an, a, a beat right before you leave where Jet's coming back in from the drylands, having crushed a bunch of rocks with a big ol' hammer, and he's just got his, his shirt tied around his waist, and Cherish goes, oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. This is the most important thing that has happened to any of us. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Because no, that's, I, yeah, I no. don't know if you know Ooh. this, but half-orcs are fully physically developed by age 15 or 16. Ah. But they age they age rapidly after that. By twenty two they've got like the the arm the 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 skin hanging from the arms and whatever. You gotta strike while the iron's hot, okay? Get in there. All right. Let us hear about some other years. I'll go. Okay. Um, <laughs> very, 
similar year with the with with the the kidnapping and, mm. and whatnot. Mm. Smidgen. Mm. Uh, but before I get to that, um, Grawl, having now gained the ability to read and whatnot, went back to the libraries uh, in Old Haven, where he couldn't read any of the books before, um, and started reading some stuff. Uh, everything, uh, even like children's books they they maybe they hold secrets who knows um but on on a particularly uh boring day uh heading back to his is like i don't know i don't want to say hovel in which he was staying but it was just a very you know meager residence um shed jumped yeah it was you know it wasn't it used to be an outhouse <laughs> you know but it's a nice it's outhouse yeah yeah space, under you know? under new management <laughs> um, maybe a very small like succulent plant in the corner yeah yeah there's it's, a sign that it, says please don't poop in here <laughs> yeah no dumping um <laughs> anyways uh uh Grawl was jumped and a bag was put over his head and he was kidnapped um and he was put into a cage and all of his stuff was taken and he was smuggled out of the city by what seemed to be very nice trader people um but there was like you know a shawl over the cage, so no one could see. They'd just say, "Oh, that's a it's terrifying beast. Stay away from that." Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, Grawl was transported uh, like where is it north up towards the Enclave a bit, um, and from time to time the 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 caravan would stop uh, in the middle of the night, and torches would be lit, and people would seemingly come from nowhere to. Uh, to see wares, Grawl was chained up with uh, with other people, um, and they were slowly auctioned off. Um, Grawl was left alone because he's ugly, and that's okay. Do you uh, remember the name of this organization that held you captive? Yes. Um, over 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 several nights of people being uh, sold off, uh, Grawl heard the name. The what was it? Uh, the bizarre. I have it here. I have it here. I don't let find it, Mike. Where is it? The Collared Bazaar. There it is. Yes. The Collared Bazaar. And everyone that showed up uh, wore like leather masks with like bone protrusions and stuff. It was, it was some culty kind of spooky shit. Yeah. Everyone who was attending the auction would wear what looked like the skinned faces of dire animals. So strange leather masks with bone protrusions. Spooky. Um, and then one particular night, um, Grawl being the only one left, a very pompous, rich-looking individual with servants and whatnot, took an interest in him uh, and decided to purchase him. Grawl was sold off to him and added to his caravan. And then one night, uh, being particularly sad, uh, a, a moth fluttered into Grawl's cage and poof, the, his, Grawl's greatsword was in his hand. Um, he used it to break out of the cage and slipped quietly into the night um, and snuck through the forest uh to to make his way towards Lake Quelio and the mage's uh the mage's tower where he spent the rest of his year. It's true. Hooray. Yay. Uh right. Well, I didn't get kidnapped. Uh, where's the fun in that? So I, ju I just want to I just want to let everybody know 
that I didn't get kicked out. Um, Good work. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, okay, so Sid, first couple months, a um, lot of uh, drinking, a um, lot of get, just getting into trouble, um, not really... Um, it, yeah, he, he was a mess. He was a he's an absolute mess the first couple of months. I mean, um, for good reason. He did for, have to kill his mom. Ish. Um. Yeah. Um. So that. Yeah, that was definitely traumatic. Um. And then, uh, one night he he gets particularly rough. Um. Picks a fight with somebody he shouldn't. Uh. This person is pretty much ready to m murder him um, when somebody steps in to help him. Uh, and it, this person uh, brandishes a sword. They are a, um, uh, how do you, how do you pronounce it, Mike? A Genasi. Uh, Genasi. Thank you. Genasi. A Genasi. Yes. Um, with a sword. Uh, but what is particularly interesting uh, for Sid is that this Genasi did not draw their sword throughout the entire fight. Yet we're easily able to handle um, handle this this thug, um, and Sid is not easily impressed by other people um, who other swordsmen, um, but he was he was blown away by just how like how skilled and 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 effortless they made it appear. Um, so he drunkenly asks this person, "Teach me how to fight." I need to fight. Uh, this this swordsman turns turns him away. Says you're just a mess. Like I, you know, uh, yeah. Basically, wants nothing to do with Sid. Um, Get and, your shit together, boy. Exactly. Um, so Sid then um, to sort of prove his worth um, decides to plan some some more. He's been like sort of helping people here and there um stopping like muggings and um helping people under the oh, cover of night while wearing a mask yes a little bit um vaguely cat shaped <laughs> i mean it hasn't been established yet um he just has uh i mean he's, he doesn't really have an outfit at this point he's just kind of naked where <laughs> completely naked the the ultimate disguise um, no one's looking at your face yeah um, um yeah let's just let's just sit in that for a bit um <laughs> so he so yeah he plans um some a bit more elaborate sort of things to like to gain some renown um but uh, and so, like, once he feels pretty confident that, like, I think I, I think I've proven myself, um, he goes back to this uh, person who I believe teaches at the Bard's College or works at the Bard's College. He is, is a, a mercenary that works at the Bard's Guild. The Bard's Guild. Thank you. Um, which is, um, if I'm not mistaken, what part of town? That's the Guild part of town. Is that? That's in Old Haven. Oh, that's in Old Haven. Oh. Um. Gotcha. Um, he goes to this person, pleads his case, says, you know those things that you probably heard about? Yeah, all me. I'm great. Uh, and once again, this swords master is like, this is, this is vanity. You're, you're doing this to boost yourself. It's not, 
you're not you haven't learned anything because um, I believe Sid has also been using a uh, a bit of an alias while accomplishing these deeds. Uh, yes, um, he is going uh, by the uh, pseudonym of City and Emberlight. Um, totally came up with it on his own, not based on the book that he read as a child um, and still reads, um, which is Horatio Emberlight, by the way. He eventually Horatio Emberlight. And so at this point, desperate, he doesn't know what to do. He just kind of breaks down. And uh, he explains to the Swordmaster that the reason that he needs to become stronger is that because for the, fir for the first time in years, he has people that he cares about, and he doesn't want to lose them like he lost his mom. So that convinced the, convinced the Swordmaster, and uh, he's been training with uh, this person ever since. So. That's true. Yeah. That's cute as hell. <laughs> And none of you will hear anything about it. <laughs> Last but not least. Um, well, <laughs> sort of. Um, Tirza <laughs> takes the old mage's, uh, takes the old mage at her word and um, writes a letter asking for help from the old mage at the very, very beginning of this continued year. Um, she actually writes letters to, to everybody. Um, one of the new, or not new duties, but she's, you know, being instructed in the more di diplomatic uh, arts of the Jarashir um, because she's going out and about in the world. And part of that is, is being able to communicate in various ways, <laughs> be an emissary. Right. She writes a letter uh, to the great mage um, asking how she can develop her powers uh, without joining um, the Thunder Guard, which is what Neta is a part of um, and is basically the um, Mike, what, the, the militant branch of the Jarashir. Um, in that they're defenders, not that they're... Yeah. They are the outward-facing military branch of the Jarashir. They help patrol the valley from for threats and aberrations. They answer the call when the uh, Divine Athenium asks for help. They will aid the other guardian guilds in the valley when defending against large-scale threats. And overall, they help shepherd Jarashir moving between the communities and act as road guards for caravans that happen to be moving between the communities as well. Yeah. Uh, and Tirza asks the old mage if she can become powerful and serve her, her people without doing that because she has friends now and she doesn't want them... She doesn't want to be posted somewhere away from them. But the old mage doesn't write her back. Like, weird. Yeah. It's super weird. In fact, she doesn't get any letters to any of the people she writes. It's very odd. So awkward, yeah. Would write her back. Hmm. Super weird. Yeah. Not at all suspicious. No. So, we have excuses, so, you know. Yeah, I mean. That's true, yeah. Um, but so she goes with, 
uh, Neta to Kafbari, which is the eastern east, mm-hmm. easternmost part of the valley. Um, and uh, the east wood, yes. Uh, and starts to take part of uh, take part in the Thunder Guard duties, essentially, um, in Eastwood, which is plagued by dire animals. Um, so weird reads. Weird, probably not connected at all to your yeah. dire animal. It's probably weird. Yeah. yeah. Could mean uh, anything. The best of us. <laughs> Coincidence, I guess. Uh, and spends the the year uh, communing with the I don't know communing with the people of Kasbari and with nature itself. Um, she goes out into the Eastwood on solo patrols uh, a lot and spends most of the year by herself. Um, Netta is always nearby at least within the village proper but it is during this year that uh, Tirza is definitely put upon to carry a much heavier burden she is not really considered a child and it is by the end of this year that you begin taking your first oaths of thunder yes yes um in addition to that uh was going to save this for fifth level, but she also uh, receives Meretzeger, which is a sacred lance, um, meaning one who loves silence um, as a symbol of her devotion and fortitude. Excellent. So through all of these adventures, you have all advanced to third level. Whee! Yay! Yeah! On top of all of this, your bond with your forge-bonded items has, of course, increased as well. You can now use their skill abilities three times per day. It's as though you can use them once per level or something. Hmm. Atop all of that, your forge-bonded items have also gained certain abilities. Because they are, in fact, magical items, and so they're going to be getting crazier and crazier powers as we move along. If you would like to share what those powers are, now is the time. Okay. Yeah, Grawl, your SOL. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's okay. I, uh, before we get into that, I should also uh, note that the... Uh, I, one little detail... Um, about my excursion into being kidnapped um the the man who purchased me wanted me for something that sounded like the great game some sort of like what grawl can guess is some ultimate sport kind of thing so who knows could be could be anything yeah it's probably checkers more than likely yeah yeah definitely not some kind of backgammon yeah yeah backgammon uh it could be hopscotch or or double dutch the greatest, Who knows? The, mm-hmm. greatest, the greatest, most dangerous game. The, gr- uh, the, the greatest game ever played starring Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess one th- quick thing about the cultists who kidnap Cherish, um, they worship something called Azi Dahaka, whatever that means, and can be identified by a, like, three 
clawed brand on their inner forearm. Hmm. So if we if we come into contact with any of those, I, I'll know. Hmm. Yeah. Grawl will know too. And I might set them on fire. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It probably won't even come up. Probably yeah, not. Prob more than likely not. And then, Mike, I had a really quick question. Yes. Um, I talked to you briefly about saving uh, some kind of leather worker, um, some kind of armor maker. Mm -hmm. um, is that, did you want that to be perhaps like this year or should I, I, I? I am assuming that that occurred within your first few outings as Sidian Emberlight. Sure. Yeah. It's a great name. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, okay, cool. So, so he has, yeah, he has a a outfit that he wears specifically as City and Amberlight. Yeah, you you have your guy in the chair. I have my guy in the chair. <laughs> cool. Just want to make sure. You guys are adorable. <laughs> so yes, your forge bonded items, Tirza. How has your bond with the old man increased? Uh. Well, he still doesn't like me that much, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have picked up the Druid Cantrip um, Druid Craft. Nice. That is an excellent spell. So yes, your Forge Bonded item, so long as you are acting within its purview, within its acceptable moral compass, you have access to these further powers which for you gives you the cantrip druid craft which was very helpful in my year absolutely um so i i mean tell me if this is a little if this is not correct but like maz was probably pretty upset with cherish when she was like feeling sorry for herself and like having a big old pity party which like you know it's fair to some degree um but then like cherish like kind of i can't I'm not I'm searching for a metaphor but i can't do it um just started like hitting her nose to the grindstone that's one um and like getting stronger because maz was like no one's coming to save you, and if you don't save yourself, you're going to die. Um, Pretty so much. I think, I think their relationship is maybe better than it was. Maz has a a little bit more respect for Cherish in that this is one of the first occasions in which Cherish, bereft of any backup or help, took matters into her own hands and kicked some doors down and kicked some ass. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, Maz seemed to be very, very approving of that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the what uh, Maz can do now is uh, stores five extra sorcery points that can be used over the course of a week, and they recharge after a week. This is true. So you have this little bonus pool of sorcery points to play with. Um. So, uh, I would say that Sid and, uh, Stormpiercer, it's, it's getting, their relationship's getting better because Sid's doing less selfish things. Um, he's acting a little bit more, uh, selflessly. Um, but there is still, they still have a bit of disagreement as far as, like, what they consider 
a crime in some instances. <laughs> uh, like say, say a a wealthy person is walking down the road and they're like, "Oh, look at me and all my money." Um, uh, Sid doesn't think it's necessarily crime if they don't have their wallet anymore because <laughs> it's not. It's they have so much money. Nothing. What do they, they need? They have plenty of uh, of money. Um, so they there's still some disagreement uh, on the finer details of morality here. Um, you know, a very simple <laughs> simple thing. Um, uh, but uh, the ability that Stormpiercer gives uh, is as long as um, a, the fight that Sid is in is in line with Stormpiercer's um, moral compass, uh, I can add my charisma modifier to my damage. Um, so we will see how often that actually happens. <laughs> well, so a year has passed. You have all become stronger, more capable, perhaps growing a little bit, both physically and emotionally. Uh, Olivia, you had something to say? Did Grawl get anything? I know he doesn't have... Well, I mean... So Grawl <laughs> has some weird warlock stuff going on that may or may not be revealed. Okay, cool. If we fight something, maybe. <laughs> it's true. We'll see. Grawl's bond with his pact weapon is a bizarre and amorphous thing that may or may not influence the destiny of the world. We'll see what happens. It's it's cool. It's all yeah. gravy, baby. It's <laughs> all gravy. <stuff. laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's all gravy. Warlocks, they deal in gravy. Mm, so he, fun fact. You're a, you're a gravy warlock? Gravy warlock. Gravy uh, like back. Said, it's, it's amorphous, okay? It has no shape. Oops, drop something. I have subscribed to the Pact of Deliciousness. Mm. Yeah, can I, I'd like to rework my character, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some ideas. I, got, I want to summon food items <laughs> for everyone. Please and thank you. So, as I said, a year has passed. You have all gained your level. You have all become stronger, more capable. Uh, I believe the ages as they stand, Tirza, you are now 14, yes? Mm. Yes. Math is hard. <laughs> Cherish, that makes you sitting at 16, yeah? Or 15. Uh, I thought I was only a year older than Tirza. I think you're only a year older. So 15? Yeah, so I'm 15. Yeah. So that makes Sid 16, I believe? Uh, I am 17 now. 17 now. And yes. Grawl, you're somewhere in the mid-20s? Yeah, I think I think this puts me 23. All right. Just to, I wanted to do a quick checkup on that one because I wasn't 100%. Twitter, yeah. tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> I don't know if we established you your, you all of your ages very firmly in the first two episodes. I, th I think we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it. All right. So... We find you all now in darkness. What do you do? Um, I cast light. Or, no, dancing lights. Alright. So, dancing That's lights, you can create either four globes of light to move around, or creating, like, a little amorphous person made of light. Oh, wait, That's I have cool. dark vision. You do. But I can't see anything? It is completely dark in here. Okay, yes, and I cast Dancing Lights. Uh, right. cat. Little globes of light begin dancing above you, and the total and complete darkness is illuminated by these four lights, and 
the four of you are suddenly like slightly blinded by these lights as you all look around and find each other in this dark place. Stone walls surround either side of you. Wooden support beams uh, dot the walls every dozen or so feet. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Does anyone remember how we got here? No. Does anyone remember how we got here, Mike? <laughs> no. No? You Great. suddenly found yourself in, if you had to guess, and Grawl, you can confirm this, a mine shaft. We're in a mine shaft. <laughs> I know that because God told me. <laughs> um, yes, yes uh, we are in a, mine, are in a shaft. mine shaft. Uh, is there like is there a door or is it just we're just solid walls on every side? It is. You are in a tunnel. It goes oh, in two directions. Okay. I say we split the party. Great idea. Into four directions. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Two stay here. <laughs> be three parties. Um. Um. Oh. I, oh no, they have to be in. Well, okay. I'm gonna have all four lights go because I can move them sixty feet. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have all four lights go behind us as like not fast, like slowly, so we can kind of see what they illuminate. But I can only go up to sixty feet. Okay. So, when you say behind us... Uh... Um, the way that we're not facing. Alright. Aren't we in a circle? Are we in a circle? I assume so. Yes. They go one direction. Away from One us. direction? <laughs> no. Beat me to Give it. Give me a light off my world. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because dancing lights? Yeah. Mike has Mike has magical power. He can mute you instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so your dancing lights go coursing down the shaft, and they move sixty feet. You say, yeah. All right. They move about sixty feet down, and you see that the mine shaft terminates in what looks like a deep, craggy hole in the stone. Okay. Um, so I bring them back to us, and then I send them 60 feet the other way. In the other direction, the mine shaft turns at a right angle to the left. Okay. So, there's... We go to the left ahead, or we go down a hole. Behind. Um, are we... Are we... Uh, this may seem obvious to all of you guys. Is this... Is this number two? Are we in number two right now? It must be. Right? I don't, we I all don't wake up I... in a weird, mysterious mine shaft. Yeah. What's the last thing anyone remembers? The last thing any of you remember is heading towards the Maker Festival. Um, Presumably yeah. two days of the Maker Festival have passed, but if this is the test, then you've lost at least two days of memory. We missed the test. We're gonna flunk. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we were on the way to uh, Stormhaven, but yeah, other than that. Well, that's weird. Uh, okay. Um, what do you think the uh, uh, witch wants us to do? Go deeper into the mines or escape the mines? Um... 
or five. I don't, I, mean. I don't think I know her that well. <laughs> I don't think we'd be in a mine if if we weren't supposed to be here for a reason. So I say we go deeper. Okay, and we couldn't. Um... I mean, we, we could always, always just turn around later. Yeah, I can always I can send my, my lights down the hole. Let's and see. Take a look down. Do yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So we move closer to the craggy hole. Okay. I need everyone to give me perception checks. Perception. Yeah. Perception. Seventeen plus three twenty. Nice. I got nine. Cool. That's the highest roll I will have tonight. <laughs> I got 11. 11? I got a 12. 12. So, 9, 11, 12, and 23? No, just 20. <laughs> so, seven, 17 plus. Three. Okay. So, Moving basically 60 feet as far as your lights went, you can see as you grow closer that it's not that the end of this tunnel terminates in a hole. It looks as though the back end of this mine shaft has collapsed down into a vast opening. When you send your lights down into it, you can see that there's no straight tunnel here. About 10 feet down, whatever is beneath here is a huge cavern that just opens up. You can't see the bottom of it from where you are. Oh. Yeah, maybe not that way then. Yeah, maybe not that way. That right turn doesn't sound so bad now. Yeah. Because I didn't take because I didn't take Featherfall, so we're not jumping down there. <laughs> I mean, I got rope. You can you can propel down. That sounds cool. But Go you can, you can send your dancing light sixty feet down, and when they are sixty feet down, they just look to be motes of light against a sheer black background. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm not, not digging. Right. So how's that? Uh, how about the other way? I think the other way. Sounds good to me. We should vote on it. Or did we already vote? Yes. Um, I'm thinking a ballot. I'll write down my vote really quick. Grawl, as you're moving (laughs) along this mine shaft, one thing you notice that none of the others do are the dull veins of silvery gray material worked into the walls. And as you run a hand along one of these veins, this metal that is within the walls is... Very familiar to you. Is it the same metal uh, from the mines near uh, the uh, the bulwark of bones? Yes, this is adamantine. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'll let everyone else know. Um. I'm just, I'm just. I guess I'm assuming I'm just staring at a wall. Staring at a wall, like, touching. I know it. what. I'm looking like a, a an idiot. I know what this is. This is a wall. Um, yeah. No. Uh, this is adamantine. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Wow. Like weapons and and mach- like I don't want to say like machines, but like like siege weapons and shields and things for killing out of this. Yeah, like really good things for killing out of it. Yeah. You would know. Yes, you would all know that adamantine is the strongest metal in the world. Okay. Does this sort of narrow down where we could possibly be? Can I, I would need some kind of history or... 
survival or nature check? What is my highest? Come on. Survival. 15. Okay. 21. 21 what? Jeez. Uh, history. Okay. Uh, six on my survival, so... Cool. That was a 15 on survival. Tirza, did you even bother? <laughs> okay. Tirza's like, it's our metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a rock growl. And I live in the middle of Cherish, no you got a 21? Uh, yes. And that was survival as well? History. 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 Okay. Uh, Cherish, you would... It could have also been nature. That's because both, that's just my, both my base intelligence modifier. Okay. Well. I don't know what the matters. You, you declared it history, so we're going to let it as history. Uh, I You did. would know that, historically speaking, adamantine <laughs> is, can only be found in mines beneath the storm wall. So that definitely narrows it down to the perimeter of the valley. Okay. Grawl, with a 15 survival, you would know that most mines of adamantine that are anywhere near the surface of the valley have been stripped clean decades ago. The only ones that remain even close to the surface are the ones in the northern drylands. Because there is a dragon that lives near there, and he doesn't take kindly to people mining his metals. I'm assuming he's probably a pretty big dragon, too. Kind of a dragon that lives in, like, a giant hole in the side of a... Okay. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, just no. here, just just make sure make sure no one kicks anything into the hole. I don't need some like slow bellow of flame rising up from the bottom. Um, so stay away from the hole. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, I think staying away from the hole is a good idea. All right. In life too. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a good philosophy. Mm -hmm. Stay away from the hole. Stay away from the hole. All right. So you head back the other way. Yes. Yeah. All right. Trekking up, you take that left turn that you found at 90 degrees. Following the mine shaft, you eventually find that this mine seems to have just been almost haphazardly dug. Moving through, you find that it is but one shaft. It never splits off into T-intersections or different corridors, but it serpentines and moves in strange zigzagging patterns as though someone was digging through this looking for something but never quite sure in what direction to dig. Because, is... again, the strange thing is is that the adamantine here is untouched, essentially. Is there an incline or anything to the the... The tunnel, or is it just straight up, just it's as flat as it could, you know, roughly be? It is roughly, I mean, there's some ups and downs, but it is mostly on a level. Okay. And it yeah. is when you've moved probably 150, 200 feet that you begin to get your first whiff of a different smell. Before, it was just the sort of dank, not cloying, but definitely close air of a deep cave. But as you're moving farther and farther, you begin catching whiffs of what smells like burning. Mm -hmm. Like what's the burning? burning? Like burning wood, burning flesh, burning meat, burning hair. Yes. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> lovely. Mm, <laughs> Thank mm. you. That's uh, probably a good sign, right, guys? No, it, it smells more like, I mean, we've all experienced this, that smell you get from a distant forest fire. It's that oh. ash kind of cloying, close heat that you breathe in and go, <gasps> So, like, this summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing you do notice as you're moving, now you've traversed perhaps 200, 250 feet, that there is a faint bit of light coming from ahead of you as the tunnel straightens out. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dismiss the dancing lights. Good idea. And once um, you do that, you can see that the light ahead of you is a dull, flickering red. Like a fire. Whoa, why don't I sneak up ahead? Check, That's a good idea. Okay, cool. Um, I would like to do that. So let's roll it. Go get him, champ. <laughs> uh, 26? For stealth? Yeah. Nice. So, Sid becomes lost in the deepening shadows ahead of you, and creeping forward, the light becomes brighter and brighter, Sid, until... You're coming to the exit of this mine. The mine entrance itself is barely bigger than a person. It's probably only six or seven feet tall and probably only five feet wide. It's not a big operation by any means. But there are several mine cart tracks leading away from this area down this hill that you find yourself at the top of. Behind you is a massive mountainside stretching up into the horizon. You find yourself at the base of the storm wall, it seems. But around you is an inferno. Probably 200 feet to your left and 200 feet to your right, you see roiling walls of flame crackling through blackened pine trees. Um, oh, yeah. Can I try and see if there's, like, any possible path that we that I can take. Directly ahead of you, it doesn't appear as though anything is on fire. Okay. But as you look to the left and to the right, you see what looks like almost just barriers of burning forest. So it's That's like the a, kill box. Don't go there. So it's like straight ahead basically is Yeah, but you have probably like five hundred feet to work with in either direction before you okay. hit fire. Great. Like the fire is obvious. You can see the fire. It's just that right. it's it, not. It's not right super. It's not right on top of you. You can feel the heat. It's that close, but that's just because there's so much fire. Right. Can I like kind of peek my head out and like kind of look around, see see what I can see? Okay. Give me a perception check. Okay. Um, I got thirteen. Okay. In front of you, you see a low forest of black, almost petrified pine trees stretching off into the distance. Again, probably 300 feet to your left and to your right, you see those massive walls of flame. But ahead of you, the forest is burnt, but intact. There are trees perhaps every 5 to 10 feet in a like, low, clustered, burnt-out forest. Okay. Just to the south, as the like descent starts and it becomes a, a low incline hill. You seem to be at the top of some kind of hill, mm -hmm. but just to the Southwest, 
there is a small rise in what looks like a gully between you and a mound of standing rocks that seem to have been eroded by fire or wind or some kind of natural occurrence that has made them form these weird twisted black obelisks of basalt. Okay. Standing rocks. Um, and The so, okay. air around you is full of smoke and ash and it kind of hurts to breathe a little bit. Um, can I like put like something over my face? Um, I don't know if I have like a scarf or anything like that. Um, Probably tear off a small piece of your shirt or something and put it over your face. Yeah, okay. Tear off like a, a sleeve from your shirt and bind it over your face. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, and I and that's that's all I see. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm going to head back to them uh, and sort of ex describe what what I saw. And I feel like at this point the rest of you have slowly come up behind Sid and you're perhaps only 20 or 30 feet away from the mine entrance. Great. Um, I guess if you guys want to take a look, um, some interesting interesting scenery. We have some uh, a burnt forest uh, over here to the south. We have uh, some weird obelisk basalt rocks um plenty of options here uh wall of flame wall of flame um <laughs> during this whole thing uh Grawl is going is going ooh ah mm. <laughs> but he's doing it very sarcastically so since we are looking south from the storm wall and there are a lot of things on fire and we find specifically can we make a leap without having to roll that we are super in dragon country? It wouldn't be that big of a stretch. Okay. Specifically, Grawl and Cherish, you would probably know this better than most because you've spent time at the Old Mage's Tower. Just north of her tower, let's bring up our old friend the map. The map! Hey there, map. So just north of the tower, there is a section of woodlands to the west of Lake Quelio called Charcoal Pines. As the forest moves away from the lake, it becomes this burnt-out, desolate stretch of petrified woods as it seeps into the dry land. You know it's like that because this red dragon that has taken up residence in the northern bits of the drylands don't cotton to no greenery in his territory. Okay. It's a little unreasonable, but that's fine. So, you, you could make a safe assumption here that you're somewhere in the charcoal pines. Maybe at the very northern edge of it, if the storm wall is behind you. Yeah. Which is way deeper into dragon territory than most people are comfortable going. Yeah. Um... So we have to make it through dragon territory. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you guys know about this dragon? I was just about to say, hey, Mike, uh, what do I know about dragon? I would need dragon stuff. a history check, I Sort believe. of being one myself. Kind of. Um, but that doesn't give you any inherent knowledge about dragon I stuff. Know. I know. Ooh, that is a, uh, 18. All right. You know that having studied in the tower, 
you know that there is one ancient red dragon that exists within the valley. It is the only dragon that exists within the valley. Everything else is some kind of drake or wyvern. Perhaps a false dragon or two. Pyre Scale is this thing's name. Perhaps it has a true draconic name of some kind, but that has been lost to the mists of time. Why the old mage allowed such a creature to roost within the valley, nobody's really sure. Perhaps it was already here when the old mage shepherded people into the valley 500 years ago, or perhaps she took pity on it for some reason, but... They're beautiful creatures. They're probably dating, really, more than anything. <gasps> Possible. But yes. Is it? Dragons can well fuck anything. Look, dragons can shapeshift. They can be whoever they want yeah. at a certain point. So mm -hmm. oh, I did yep. not know that. Both uh, me, the player, and me, Sid, did not know that. Well, w once it becomes old enough, like a, a proper ancient dragon is basically capable of anything. <laughs> gotcha. They can dance if they want to. They can leave their friends behind. They can also cast Wish, so fuck you. <laughs> See? Yeah. They don't need no friends. Mm -hmm. So yes, that is what um, you know. That's what I know. I don't, I, like, don't know, like, anything about red dragons specifically, like... Fire. Fire, yeah. Probably, okay. yeah, a lot of fire. You can probably gather that, too, from the name. If you fire stand scale. perfectly still, can they see you? Oh, yeah. In fact, they can see you better. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Gives them time to focus. <laughs> and aim. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, this is worth a shot. I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's super wrong. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You pull out your dragon detector, a glass of water, and just set it on the ground. Unfortunately, they can fly, so that doesn't work either. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Got to rest sometime. Okay. So, so either we go back to the hole that we didn't want to go down. The deep or we go through this fire gauntlet. Does anybody know if dragons hunt at night or if they hunt during the day? What I really want to know is can dragons sense magic or see through illusions? None of you really I can know make it out of this, of this just fine. We really don't I know mean, I would just like to know where it is currently. That That's kind of on the top of my list of priorities. Has anyone looked up yet? Just curious. Looking up, the sky above <laughs> you is consumed with a pall of smoke. You can't even see the edges of the outer storm all that much, which are usually omnipresent if you're this close to the storm wall. Well, that's spooky. Yeah. Um, hmm. Looking at the map. It's big. It's a big dragon. It's big. I'm just saying, we could go... We could try to escape under the cover of night, but I don't know how if they can see it. You know what I mean? Like, some predators yeah. hunt better at night. Well, the hole wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, it was literally. Sid did say he had some rope. Um, I I could cast light on a really big rock. Um, oh nope, just a rock that's ten feet cube. <laughs> Sorry guys, I forgot. Sorry. It's weird how I remembered it. 
big rock. Okay. Mm. Well, here's the well. Here's sure, the thing. We have one direction where we know we can get back home. Yes. Um, group favorite. of bards from the bards. My uh, favorite bards. My favorite yeah. group of bards. Yeah. I have their poster on my wall. Yeah. I heard they broke up. <laughs> no. They went yeah, their own ways. They went different directions. <laughs> yeah. Now they're cardinal directions. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, we have one way that we know can go home. Mm-hmm. We have another way that goes seemingly endlessly down into the earth. So. I mean, yes, this way has a dragon, but it is not home. And so around you, this little mine area consists of a couple of minecart tracks moving south down the hill. To your, those are to your left, there are no carts visible. To your right, there is what looks like some kind of sluice system that is built into the cliff face behind you. Uh, Presumably there is a lever or something somewhere that releases water that lets them shovel dirt and other detritus into this sluice way that washes it downhill somewhere. You see that the sluice way leads away towards that gully to the southwest. And we don't see a lever anywhere? Uh, I would need some kind of investigation check to find the lever. I will... How's the lever, Grunk? Why do we even have that lever? I'm um, investigating with advantage because I'm using the old man. Alright. Um, oh, I got a 14. I got a 2 and a 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing you used that advantage. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> Uh, Sid. Yes. You find three levers. Oh, okay. You don't know what any of them do. How far away are they from the, uh... They're all somehow tied into this mechanism. You just don't know what they all do. Oh, I just meant, like, distance from the entrance of the cave. Oh, they're, like, right next to it. Okay, great. Uh, okay. Is he out in the open, though? Like, he's outside of the cave? He would have to leave the cave entrance and, like, come around the side and be just under the primary mechanisms of this sluice way, and you find a, basically, a console with three levers on it. Well, he's got the highest dex score, so I say let him go. <laughs> uh, oh. I want to run back to the hole. How far back is the hole? Like, to the probably, hole. Yeah, yeah, like, down the mine shaft? Yeah. Okay, so you want to run 300 feet back down the mine shaft to that hole you found. Yeah, because I, I just, I want to make an, I want to make an arcana check um, with advantage. I just, Olivia reminded me of that. I was like, oh, damn, that's like the first thing I should have done. Well, well, rather than running all the way back to the hole, I'll, we'll say in retcon that you did this back then. Oh, okay. Well, that's a five and a six. It's a hole. So... Uh, well, so it's a, uh, a ten. A deep hole. Okay. <laughs> Nothing magic about that. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, God, we're so good at this. I know. It's almost as if we're only level three. Um, okay, I guess I will sneak around to the console. Okay. Everyone yeah. give me perception checks again. 
That's a ten. Six. Six. Excellent. So ten is our highest roll here. Yay! I'm trying, okay? So, in the distance, somewhere down the hill within the burnt-out forest, you hear shouting. And a deep, bellicose roar that (laughs) doesn't sound... I mean, it sounds like it's coming from at least a human-ish throat. It's, it's It's a shout. It's not a, like animal sound it is a like someone exerting a ton of effort but very loud and we can't tell what direction that's in i mean it's south of you yeah somewhere down the hill in the weird charcoal forest do they sound on fire you couldn't tell with those rolls okay We should investigate that, whatever that was. So we don't want want to pull random levers? I'm kind of into this lever pulling. I say we pull the levers first and then see where that gets us. And if if the yelling is a bad thing, then we just go back in the hole. All right. Did it it sound like something? It sounded as though there was... Maybe some kind of conflict going on. It it was really hard to tell because you all rolled so shittily. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Those people might need help, and there there's tons and tons of fire. They could be trapped. It could also be a mean thing that breathes fire. Just want you want you to know that dragons breathe fire, and that's where all the fire came from. So. Oh. I see you, Mike, looking at your note card. It could breathe fire. It could be more on fire. It could be more on fire. Could be. No. Okay. I think we should investigate that. That's. that's You are welcome to investigate. Yeah. Fine. Let's go investigate the screaming. No lever pulling, then? I can I can pull the levers with mage hands. Can I just make a quick? I could also do that. I just want to investigate it before anyone pulls any levers. I just want to be like, okay, try and figure out. Again, you already investigated it, so you know there are three levers attached to this mechanism. You do not know what they do. Okay. Yeah, why don't you guys pull with mage hands? I'm sure, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just stay in the hole and pull them with mage hands. Oh my god. So from the cave mouth. What's the range on Mage Hand? Mage Hand? Has 30. 30 feet? Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can totally do that. So, there are three levers. We, left, right, and center. Which of the two are you pulling? I'm pulling the left one. Okay. Are we about to get trapped in the mine? <laughs> I hate that Mike yeah. smiled at I that. the worst. <laughs> trapped in the mine. You got it. Or dead. I'll pull the far right one. So... Left, right, but center will remain unpulled? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're instantly dead because they were hooked up to TNT barrels. (laughs) Boom. So, as you pull both levers, somewhere above you, you hear a kerchunk, kerchunk. And there's the sound of rushing water, and you see water begin to spill down this sluice way. Okay. And that's it. Okay. That's not too bad. And it seems as though the current is strong and fast, and it's 
you've basically made a big old water slide that's extending hundreds of feet down this hill towards this gully down to the northwest. I go and I pull the third lever. Okay. As you pull the third lever, there is a... And the sound of rolling stone. And boiling down along this water, you see a huge, like, cascade of... Oh, what's it called when the water mixes with dirt and stone? Silt. It's silt, but there's also another term for it when it's... Oh, a lahar? No, 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 no. When it's, like, real chunky. It's not like a pyroplastic flow or something. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's not like volcano. Or, like, mining. Yeah, it's a a mining term. I'm kind of blanking on it right now. But it is a huge cascade of muddy water and stone that just shoots down this thoroughfare. And then you hear a kerchunk, and the middle lever goes back up, and the after a little bit, the stone and dirt stop. Hmm. But the water does not. Well, I guess we're going to go investigate that screaming then. All right. My guess is one starts the water, one opens the passageway for the water to flow, and then... Or one does something that we don't know about yet. And then the other one... Ah, damn it, Mike's smiling. Not all the miners. (laughs) No, some of you, you, most of you, in fact, all of you are. (laughs) (laughs) You should be better at this. Yeah. Okay, let's go investigate the screaming. Go ahead and get them. Okay. So you move south down the hill? Mm-hmm. All right. What is our marching order look like? Here's is in front. I'm second. Um, Actually, I'd like to be a bit in front. Like, I'd like to sort of scout out. Um, oh. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be in front. All right. As per usual, growls and growls the caboose. All right. So, moving forward down this hill, the terrain is pretty easy. There's no underbrush here to speak of, so as you're moving between trees, it becomes a pretty thick forest once you're about 100 feet away from the mine, moving down through the hill. But again, the trees are only ever 5 to 10 feet within each other, within range of each other, so moving between them is easy enough. And as there's no underbrush, it doesn't make for difficult terrain. Great. The ground here has been scoured clean by countless fires. The rocks that you pass have this glassy texture to them. Ooh. Uh. It's tough to tell if it is day or night right now. Most of the light you have is cast by the fires because the pall of smoke that lingers above you has blocked out the sky. You can't really tell what time of day it is. And so all the light being cast is this dull, flickering red that is constantly surrounding you. Is it really hard to breathe? It is difficult to breathe. It certainly hurts. It's not impossible. But I'll be saying this much. As you're moving through the woods, from here on out, if you remain out in the open, you'll be at disadvantage for all of your constitution saving checks. Yay. Uh, Okay. Um... I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, I have an extra... Oh, what? Like, do we have all of our adventuring gear with us? Yes. Okay. I I want to... I have an extra pair of traveling clothes in my pack, so I'm going to, like, offer some bits of fabric to everybody to do what Sid did, if that helps. It helps mildly, but as you're just okay. moving and being active out in this 
cloying ash and smoke, it it's, can only help so much if yeah. it's just a piece of cloth over your mouth and nose. You're That's not it. actively swallowing ash anymore, which is a big improvement. Yeah, it's nice. So moving through the woods, you go carefully, picking from tree to tree, and here and there you start to notice strange figures moving through the trees as well. At first you think they're just weird ash falls, for lack of a better term. You'll knock into a tree and it'll shake loose blackened bark and bits of ash, but pretty soon you'll notice that those little movements are happening regardless of whether or not you actually touch the trees. And you start to see strange, humanoid, sort of impish figures darting from tree to tree. Mm. Not a fan. They're not, like, they're running away from us, or just, they don't... They seem to be moving at random throughout the woods. You'll notice them every once in a while. They don't seem to be concerned with your presence or zeroing in on your location they are just present in the wood are are we still following shouting or has it died down there was a sudden and abrupt crash as sounding like timber splintering somewhere in the distance as you entered the woods proper but after that things have become weirdly quiet though there's still that ever-present crackle of flame surrounding you Alright, I guess we just bad. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, no. Going in the direction that we assume was where the shouting comes from. Okay. As, as carefully as possible. As you move, you can see that you are indeed in some kind of strange corridor of flame. The walls of rolling inferno never get closer or farther away. They're always about 300 feet to your left and to your right. Though, if you move to either side, you do get closer to those fire. All you know is it seems to be forming some kind of large, oblong rectangle in this little valley, though you don't see the opposite side of the valley. You're continually going downhill. To your right, to the west, you see that strange formation of craggy black rocks that have been blasted by fire and wind. So you've passed the gully that the sluiceway empties out into. Mm-hmm. And moving through the trees, there's this low roar that fills your ears continuously of the f- as the flames burn around you. And Cherish, mm-hmm. as you're moving past a tree, you see this dull black and red carapace spider moving down along the branches. And as you stop for a second to stare at this thing, you can swear that it's strange, multi-eyed face that moves in a strange, articulated way that a spider's body really shouldn't sort of focuses on you. They're doing this on purpose. (laughs) Cast same boat, dude. And as you pass it, it's not really moving, it just seems to be, like, tracking you. But as you sort of grow close to it, it says, You're the child, then, huh? (laughs) That is not in character. (laughs) Cherish does not throw up. I do. Um... You want to buy a sundial? (laughs) (laughs) Um... 
Um, Cherish, uh, who is not afraid of spiders, <laughs> unlike me, uh, kind of like peers closer. Um, she's very intrigued by this talking spider. Um, uh, and as you get close, you can see that it has six legs, not eight. Oh, well, then it's an insect. <laughs> right. At, at first glance, it just looks like a big spider. But as you get close, you notice there's weird discrepancies that mark it as something else. Ah, excellent. Great. This is fantastic now. Um, and unironically. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm a child. I don't know if we're really doing um, proper nouns on that one, but um, who are you? Oh, me? They call me the lesser. Okay. Hello, the lesser. Well, thank you for using the the. Not a lot of people do that. Oh, well, you're welcome. Ah. Well, <laughs> and his little, like, mandibles clatter. Don't mind me. Are you... I mean, oh, so, like, this forest is on fire. Do you want to, like, are you okay? Do you need me to... I kind of, like, Cherish kind of puts out her hand... Like, do you want to crawl on it? I don't know. And it says, eh, sure. And it starts, like, scuttling down the tree. And as it moves to your hand, you see its legs sort of, like, mold and fold in on itself, its body elongating. And it be as it comes on top of your hand, it just becomes the scampering form of a rat. <gasps> but you can see it's a rat uh. with, like, ruddy black and red fur with six legs. Oh my god, I love it! Um, and as it scampers up to your shoulder, it says, thanks. Yeah, I mean, our, uh, I like, I'm very, I'm very curious. You, you're a real interesting, uh, um, character. <laughs> thanks. So what's your story? I'm like walking back to the rest of them with this. So the three of you see this weird interaction because Cherish just stopped in the middle of these woods <laughs> right. and held out a hand for this horrible bug to crawl onto her, and then the bug turned into a rat. <laughs> Grawl's uh, pulling out the sword. Yeah, Skeptical. Yuta is also <laughs> has spent the whole year fighting abomination. Um, that's not a very nice way to talk about our new friend, the Lesser. Get the word scabbers vibe here. Yeah. And the Should rat, the rat says, yeah, I'm not an abomination. Oh, well, okay. That sounds a little suspicious. You have to admit. Like, she's a little jumpy. I lean over to okay. Grawl. Can you, like, ch check it? Like, use... Oh Man. yeah, mm, mm. and I touch his. I touch uh, Sid's nose again because he understands. <laughs> Personal space, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. I understand. Uh, okay, um, yeah, no Eldritch sight. So um, you cast detect wait. magic. Mm -hmm. Mike, really quick. Hmm? What what did the lesser? What did uh, the lesser call me? The child. The child. Okay. Sorry, I just want to know before you know, Grawl zaps it into. Being I'm not zapping nothing yet. So as you Eldritch sight, you see around you that this whole place is magical to some degree or another. You can't really place the type, but as you focus in on the 
thing on Cherish's shoulder, you can see that it is wrapped in a little aura of transmutation magic. Clearly, because it turned from a bug into a rat. Right. Yeah, can I cast Divine Sense on that thing? Sure. Uh, you detect a fiend sitting on Cherish's shoulder. Great! I'm gonna uh, pull hey, out my lance. Hey, Tirza, what do you see when, what do you uh, see for me when you turn on your Divine Sense? Do I, is Cherish also, does Cherish also read as fiendish? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Tirza pulls out her lance. No, um. Hey, it's a two for one. Get them both. <laughs> Kill the devil. Um, uh, yeah. First. Um. Okay, and we can hear it talking? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. This might be an insensitive question, but why are you? Why is your name the Lesser? Ah, oh, well, it's a whole hierarchy of the Hells thing. I don't take it personally. The Hells? But yeah. Yeah, I. I mean, I. It was a bad time, but when you were um, the last test, yeah. I told you about yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's but, nine levels. Are we? And what in one? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but, uh, you were close, so, you know, we got sent here. So, <laughs> it's a delivery. Wait, 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 we? Oh, yeah, uh, me and the boss. The graders? The boss. Oh, um, I mean, if you want to meet him, and he, like, with his one little rat paw, points down to the, the southeast, I mean, you could head to the other end of this little box they've got you trapped in. Well, we were going there anyway, right? Uh, we're trapped. Sorry, lots of information. Mm -hmm. Um, who, who we're trapped here? Who trapped us here? What's um, I I'm not quite clear on all the details. That would be for the boss to. All I was told was, uh, y'all were gonna be close, so we were sent here to observe whatever is going on here. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure on what that is. Okay. So you you have a general idea of what's going on? No, I have no idea what's going on. All I was told yeah. is you would be closer than normal, so we were sent to observe. Okay, all right. How long have you been here observing us? Uh, and he like looks down at his little rat wrist that doesn't have a watch, and <laughs> says, "I don't know, like forty minutes, forty-five minutes." Which is about how long... Good enough for me. Yeah, that's when about the time you woke up. Okay. So then we have somebody who can tell us what's going on. And... A.K.A. the boss. I need everyone to make perception checks. Fun fact, guys. I hate this. <laughs> 20! Not that 20. Yeah. Dirty 20. Dirty, dirty. Dirty 20. Fifteen. Thirteen. I, I don't notice jack shit. What'd you get? One. One. So, Sid, you're very much engrossed with whatever the fuck is going on here. Yeah. As are you, Tirza, quite frankly, because the whole fiend thing... I yeah, mean... no. I don't like this. <laughs> but Grawl, as much as the weird talking rat sort of skeeves you a little bit, you know you're in a crazy dangerous scenario, so your heightened hobgoblin senses are taking in the world around you. 
with a much keener degree of accuracy than any of your fellows. Yeah. So you notice the strange tremor that runs under your feet before anyone else. And you turn before the rat even manages to point and say, well, you could also ask that guy. And Grawl, you're al- you are already looking at the huge 20-foot-tall figure striding through the trees. Oh, shit. What does it look like, Mike? What does it look like, Death? No, 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 no. It does looks it look like, a like a charcoal-skinned giant dragging this huge greatsword behind it. It's got this insane, crazed look in its eye, and scarred over its chest is this horrible burn mark that looks like a three-toed claw, and it lets out a bellow as it locks eyes with Grawl, and it says, Gorab! Oh, shit! I don't like giants! Giants are bad! And I think it's there where we're going to take our break. <laughs> and when we return, we're going to see what happens with this giant. Greetings, my friends. Omatep Duskwalker here, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here again with another fine item from my selection. Today I have a very wondrous amulet. The Amulet of the Plains. It is a very rare item, I am told, and it helps you get around, if you know what I mean. While wearing this item, you can use your action to name a location that you are familiar with on another plane of existence. Not this current plane of existence, strangely enough, it has to be another one. And then, you make a DC-15 intelligence check, and on a successful check, you travel to that location via the spell Plane Shift. Now that is all well and good. But, if you fail your intelligence check, you and every creature and object within 15 feet teleport to a random destination. Now, let me tell you, random and sporadic planar travel is no laughing matter. If there is one thing you do not want to do, it is end up in Strahd von Zorovich's bathtub on a Tuesday evening. For a limited time only, I would be willing to part with this amulet for the paltry sum of 25,000 gold. Any takers? Any at all? Come on. All right. Well, I guess I'll get you back to the action then. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our adventurers, there be giants. So as this giant strides up out of this charcoal forest, knocking a tree aside, it shouts out, staring straight at Grawl, Does anyone speak giant? I was gonna say, we were talking about languages, and nobody, yeah. Yep. Would I at all after no? no? Like, would I know anything? Uh, you know, Grabo means goblin, and Yotan means giant. Outside okay. of that... Well, I don't think it was an invitation for a hug, so... <laughs> it might be... Oh, are you not? You guys not friends? 
I... He seems like he knows you. Yeah, I'm going to like need initiative rolls from everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I didn't actually end up picking another language, but I don't know if I can just be like, oh yeah, it was giant. <laughs> I don't know if that'd make any sense. Oh, fuck me. And that's plus plus dex, yeah? Yes. So, yeah. hold up. Uh, yep. 25 to 20. Oh, me. I got 20. 20. Nice. So, uh, 15 to 20. Cool. <laughs> 10 to 15. 14. 14. I rolled very poorly. 11. 11. And 5 to 10. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Six. Six. Okay. What is your dexterity score, Grawl? Uh, it's tw 12. Okay, cool. So yeah, you so are going fun. ahead of the giant, despite the fact that you rolled the same initiative as it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn. Ooh. Come at me, bro! I think it will. Yeah, it's, that, I, yeah. I don't have a smarmy quip for that. <laughs> Tears up. This 20-foot-tall, charcoal-skinned giant stands before you. It has bright red hair, eyes that are wide and crazed. It's not wearing any armor. It has that strange three-toed claw burn mark seared into its chest. And it's dragging behind it this huge greatsword that appears to be more of just a slab of iron than it is an actual sword. Cool. Um, luckily, <laughs> is staring at Grawl. Yeah, luckily I already have my lance out because fuck that little rat thing. <laughs> um, and I can tell that it's staring at Grawl. Like, the... yeah, and it has something in its left hand that you can't see, and you're pretty sure it's winding up to throw it. Oh shit! It's a bummer. I don't have my shields out. You could always spend your turn switching. How close am I to Grawl? You're all pretty much right on top of each other, within ten feet of each other. Cool. I'm gonna <laughs> do that. Okay, so you're gonna stow your lance and pull out your shield? Yep. And if possible, like, I'm gonna try to step in front of Grawl. Yeah, absolutely. I'll maneuver myself in front of him. Alright, cool. How Sid, far away did you say it was? It is about 30 feet away from you all. Okay. Sid? Um, that was 30 feet. It's good to know. Um, when I, I just want to double check. Oh, did I not write down disengage? That's bad. Um, when I use disengage, um, I it just expends the rest of my movement. Is that correct? Disengage lets you move without provoking opportunity attacks. Gotcha. The disengage itself doesn't actually use any movement. Declaring the use of disengage simply means if you move after that point, you do not provoke. Okay. Uh... And we lost Lisman. <laughs> he had to think about it. He really had to think about it with... Oh. Just, the wet the website just crashed on me. Uh, okay, but I'm back. 
Uh, your camera is not on, though. Yeah. Oh, God, you stupid. There we go. Hey, here we go. Uh, okay. Um, can I tell that it's winding up at Grog, or... Grawl? Um, different podcast. What's my name, friend? <laughs> Very close friend. I just friend. imagine we died together. Smaller and, and more muscular. I don't know. Um, more drunk. More drunk. Yeah, Grog more is, my, is my drunk persona. Your drunk persona, yeah. yeah. So, uh, from where you are, you cannot see what it is, has in its left hand, but you can tell mm-hmm. that it's getting ready to hurl it at Grawl, yes. Okay. Or at least in Grawl's direction, which is kind of towards all of you. Yeah, I'm going to sort of uh, stepped diagonally uh, away from Grawl. Um, <laughs> just um, a little bit. I want to get maybe maybe 10 feet closer to it, but um, also um, to the side, so I'm not next to Grawl. <laughs> okay. Okay, you do that. Yeah. Uh, actually, is there trees? We're in. There's. Trees. Oh yeah, you're in dense woods. In fact, there are trees between you and this thing. Oh well, I'm gonna hide behind a tree somewhere. So you want to use the hide action? I would love to. All right, give me Get a into stealth an check. Advantageous position. <laughs> um, I got sixteen. You're pretty sure it doesn't see you. Okay. <laughs> as far as I know, it seems to be pretty focused on Grawl. All right, that brings us to a third party that I will not mention at the moment. They take some action and do some stuff. Cool. Cherish, cool. we are over to you. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I, I turn to my friend, my new friend, the Lesser, um, and I. Hey, I how's say, it going? This, this isn't <laughs> your boss, right? And the Lesser shakes his ratty head and says, "Oh no, my boss is way scarier." <laughs> Okay, okay, because, I mean, I was going to apologize, but I am going to hurt that thing. Um, you can try. Thank you for the vote Um. Like I said, I'm just here to watch. Um. Hold on, let's put on a good show. I am going to cast Fireball. Firebolt, Fire- I mean. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I, don't have, <laughs> sorry, I don't have Fireball yet. It's annoying that those have very similar names. Um, so I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. Nine. Nine is not a hit. Yeah, didn't think so. Um, I'm going to move behind Grawl. <laughs> okay. Well, like behind, you know, I'm behind Tirza, so I'm yeah. also probably behind Grawl. All right. Cool, cool. <laughs> So, um, Grawl. Yeah? We're over to you, my friend. I mean, oh, you fight these all the time. You should be good. I didn't. I was the runt. I got kicked out. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I don't. I assumed you are really good at this. I mean, I'm really good at this, um, which is why I'm going to cast Invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So, Grawl vanishes. <laughs> what do you do? Anything after you cast invisibility? Do you stay oh, where you I'm, are? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. T- so, um, I'm assuming uh, that. Uh, so we've got two people 
uh, standing in the middle, uh, Sid went off to like one direction you're, at a diagonal. You're not or sure where Sid got to. He stealthed off somewhere into the trees. Well, if I was to draw this on a piece of paper, I'm going to go off in the opposite direction and hide behind a different tree, kind of sort of like in uh, what would eventually, as the giant comes towards us, a flank kind of maneuver. Okay, sounds good. So, Grawl vanishes, and then you don't know what happens to him after that. The giant, confused and not really sure what's going on, will hurl its payload regardless at the position where last he saw his hated enemy. And, Tirza, you are currently in the way of that. So, let's see. God damn. So, fun fact, Reed, you just screwed me royally. I was trying to protect you. And you're gonna do a good job by being a sweet tank. Hey, so, Mike. Hmm? Am I the target? The space behind you is the target, but whatever is being hurled is going to move through you, so effectively, kind of. So, the the reason I ask that question is because I have protection fighting style, and I am using my shield. So, well, since, I mean, do I impose disadvantage? I will say this much, this creature already has disadvantage due to some stuff that you don't know about, so, yes. Perfect. That's all I needed to know. Throw away, giant. Alright, so that is going to be, let's see, it rolled a 5, so that is going to be a 16 versus uh, AC. <laughs> nah, son. Okay. <laughs> so. Everything works out just fine. Yeah, I'm sure. You hunker down and angle the shield upward so it's at a slight inclined plane in front of you. So whatever is going to hit is going to hopefully scatter off of it. What scatters off of your shield with a dull, meaty thump is a headless corpse that the giant hurled overhand by one leg. It went cartwheeling through the air, as you all saw, (laughs) smashed into Tears' shield and fell apart over her in bloody chunks. Oh, it's a human throwing star. Oh, yeah. That's gross. <laughs> well, at least I had my shield up. Yeah. <laughs> and the giant lets out a scream and starts stomping forward and quickly closes the distance between itself and Tirza, though it doesn't cover the whole distance. It seems to be moving slower than it perhaps otherwise would. That brings okay. us back up to the top with Tirza. The giant is about ten feet away from you. Cherish is behind you. You do not know what happened to Grawl, and you do not know what happened to Sid. <laughs> Stealth buddies! Yay! Um, I am going to... Cherish, you're quick. You'll follow me, hopefully. I'm going to run um, the opposite direction. Uh, from away. the giant? From the giant, yeah. Okay. We now have the party scattering in three separate directions. I love this. Cool. Yeah. Uh, um, it's going to be a pincer movement. I'm going to go my full 30 feet, and then when I hit that point, I'm going to turn around and with a javelin at it. Okay. Give me an attack roll. Nineteen. Nineteen will hit. Cool. 
give me some javelin damage. Four. Sweet. So, like a toothpick embedded in a person, this javelin embeds itself in the pectoral of the giant, and it doesn't even seem to notice. Cool. Alright. <clears throat> You're pretty sure it did full damage, it just, uh, compared to the bulk of this thing, it doesn't care. Yeah. That brings us to Sid. The giant is now parallel with you. Great. Um, I'd like to uh, uh, attack it from behind, as it were. All right. You know, that old rogue thing. So you want to come in from behind and try to attack it. Yeah, I want to attack like it's like um, like an Achilles tendon, essentially. Okay. Um, you want to try to do this without it noticing? Yes. All right. I'm going to need you to give me a stealth check on your approach. Because based on the size of this thing, you know that this thing has tremendous reach. So if it notices you coming, it could be real bad. <laughs> um, and speaking of which, I got a uh, 22. All right. So, yeah, it does not notice you as you approach. It seems to be focused on the spot where Grawl was and where the splattered corpse that it threw. Great. Um... <laughs> um... Cool. So, yeah, I'm just going to attack. I have advantage, I believe. You do? It does not um, notice you coming. Fun. Um, I got... Uh, looks like a 12? 12 will not hit. It's oh. thick hide. Your rapier just scores against it and seems to do nothing. And... In your hand... Stormpiercer says, well, that didn't work. I mean, I'm going to blame this one on you. Did it seem to notice? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Okay, great. I'll stay right there. I just, I, I, like, it seems completely oblivious of you. As soon as Stormpiercer says something. <laughs> um, give me a perception check really quick. Sure. Uh, 15. All right. You see that this thing is dressed in a filthy, gross, leathery loincloth of some kind, but it has a belt. Attached to the belt is several large pouches and two skulls and one fairly fleshy head. And it's a head that you recognize. God, who is it? At the end of last year's test... There were two human individuals that seemed to have been broken by the experiences of the test. The face attached to the belt is the human male that just stared blankly at the end of last year's test. And that face is still trapped in a rictus of pain. And you can see the horrible bite marks and some of the dripping saliva. And it looks like this head got bitten off. I just kind of... I think I found... I think I found the head to that body. That brings us to another third party. They will keep moving. And yeah. Um, let's see. All of you here in, a dis in the distance, someone shouting, This way! This way! Away from the giant! Probably smart. I think we got him. <laughs> uh, that brings us to Cherish. 
Um, I am going to cast Misty Step as a bonus action. Okay. And I'm going to teleport myself to 30 feet behind the giant okay. from where I was. Um, okay, so you are about 15 feet behind Sid. Okay. Anything else? The verbal, the, sorry, the verbal component for this one is probably, um, that was important. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to cast Firebolt again. Okay. At the giant, obviously. Okay. Twelve? Twelve's not going to do it. Christ, good thing this is a cantrip. The little Firebolt just, like, whizzes past him, impacts on a tree, and just, pfft. Right. That brings us to Grawl. Um Okay. Why not? Let's use the hex blades. Well it's a bonus action. What do I want to do first? If you're mm. talking about Hexblade's curse, I would say do yeah. that first. Okay. I'm gonna do that first then. So on Mr. Giant Man. Alright. He is cursed. And then, um... Am, uh, am I even? How, how? Where am I at? You are about 20 feet away from it. It is parallel with the tree. It is standing okay. over the spot where you once were. So I could come up behind him. Sid is currently behind him, but there's plenty of room back there. Great. I like hanging out with friends. Stealth buddies. Um, yeah, I'm gonna come up and I'm gonna whip the fucking greatsword at his ankles. Alright. For the Achilles. And try to topple this motherfucker. Oh, come on. And what does this do? You gain a bonus. And this will break your invisibility, by the way. Yes. Though I believe, actually, Hexblade's Curse already did that. Because it's a concentration yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, bonus equals your proficiency bonus. Okay. Yay. And a crit equal is a 19 on this one, so... Okay, so that is... Oh, actually, Hexblade's Curse does not break concentration. Interesting. Oh, it doesn't? No. So I'm still attacking from stealth? I mean, as soon as you attack, it'll break the invisibility. Okay, do I get advantage on this? Or nah. Yes, because it did not see you coming. Great. Okay, so the first one was a 16, and the second one is a 16. So, plus all of my other bullshit. So... It's gonna be fine. It's all gonna be fine. What's the total attack roll? Uh, plus... That would be 20. Alright, 20 is a hit. Great. Now for damage. Plus charisma, so... 13. 13 damage. This thing seems unfazed by the attack, though it does notice, and it turns slowly and sees you, and this horrible kind of... As you get close, you see that its skin is this black, sort of burnt umber color. It's reddish black with these weird, cracky 
lines all over its face and arms. It looks like it's been burnt repeatedly. And the burn mark on its chest is this vibrant pinkish red, as though it's fresh. And it's got this crazed stare as it turns and looks at you, and it just lets out an inhuman shout of defiance. And it is going to swing away at you. <laughs> Alright. It rolled a four. Yes. Well, plus yeah. 11 is 15. Yeah. Oh, plus 11. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Um, which that spells the shield do? Gives you plus five to AC. Great. Fantastic. Um, it rolled, so it rolled a grand total of 15? Yes. Great. Plus five uh, to, to my AC makes it 16. Okay. So you expend your last spell slot to cast shield. Yep. Okay. And just so you know, this only lasts a round, so it is yeah, not for I'm the gonna, rest of the fight. I'm going to boogie. All right. So you cast a magical shield above you, and that weird crackling green energy with the brown sort of undertones to it deflects this huge, massive great sword, and it sort of deflects to the side, and the giant snarls even louder and brings the sword back, getting ready for another attack. And that brings us back up to Tirza. Again, while all this is going on, you all hear a voice shouting at you from the west, saying, Get away from the giant! Get away from the giant! Yeah, man. That sounds like a good idea. Um, so the west... So I was running back the way we came. Which was northward. North, okay. Um, I'm gonna... Um, head northwest and do my same, same 30 feet. And then turn and javelin? Oh, that didn't do anything. I mean, it did a little bit. So you move 30 feet. Um, do you want to keep moving? Use the rest of your action to double move? Uh, actually, you know what? I am gonna, I'm gonna do 30 feet, and then I'm going to do, um, this cool thing. What is this cool thing? Um, sorry. I have to, I have to read it. I'm going to channel divinity. Okay. I can do that now. Yeah, you can. Um... So, as an action, you can use your channel divinity to infuse a ranged or thrown weapon you are holding with the wrath of a storm. Um, so I'm going to make that ranged weapon attack. Alright. That is a 22. I'm 22 will hit. Cool. Um, so there, a bolt of lightning five feet wide and 60 feet long um, beginning at me and extending through the line of my javelin appears. Um, each creature in the line will take 2d10 plus my paladin level lightning damage. Or half damage if it makes a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so it's going to make a dexterity saving throw here. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, I am guessing a five will not do it. <laughs> no. I would hope not. 
Um, cool. Sid, if you could please give me a dexterity saving throw. Yep, I know it's coming. I was going northwest, though, so it should mm-hmm. be going... And west. Sid approached from the east. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sid. Good thing you're fast. Right. <laughs> um, what is your... I got 15. Oh, it's 12. Woo! <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're only taking half damage. It's fine. Yay! How? What, what do you? What damage? Please are we roll at? me lightning damage. I am like right. Uh, yeah. Um. Ugh. Uh, that's a nine. Nine. Okay. And what is the regular javelin damage? Three. Nice. Plus your strength modifier. Uh oh. Sorry. Um. Uh, yes, that was plus my strength modifier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one. All right. So that brings our total to 12 damage. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, because you're not taking the light. You're only taking the lightning damage. So you are. Yeah. Five. We round up. Sorry. All right. This, the, the giant lets out a bellow as this crackacoom of lightning goes streaking through it, following the trajectory of this javelin. The javelin works as almost a lightning rod on this thing. As the javelin hits, then lightning courses out of Tirza, striking into this thing and moving through and also striking Sid. But it is a fairly epic maneuver. Yeah. Um... And this thing seems enraged by that, and its attention, while still sort of on Grawl, is now, he's got one crazy eye over at Tirza. <laughs> so his eyes just went, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He looks like a big Boston Terrier. <laughs> that brings us to Sid. Yes, um, I'd like to not be in front of him, so I'd like to get behind him. Right. Um, but before I do anything... I hear the voice. Can I? Would it, would it be a full action to look around to see? You would have to get out from behind the giant. Okay. The giant's um, sort of taking up your whole field of vision at this point. You're up close to it. Sure. Um, well, let's just make an attack now. Okay. Um, just cause. All right. Ooh, that's good. Um, what would that be? Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two will hit. Great. Um, uh, and before before I, I, I strike, I, I take a look at Stormpiercer and I'm like, what do you think? It attacked us, right? Bring the fiend down! Yeah! We've, um, okay, so that's good. Um, no, I meant the rat. Oh! No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He means the giant. Yeah. Um, so it's Uh, that would be 13 damage. 13 damage. Very nice. Um, and I would like to use my, um, oh, I would like to use my, um, fancy footwork to, uh, move <laughs> away, um, behind a tree somewhere. <laughs> sure. In which direction? Um, probably to the west if I can. Um, I don't know if that's, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you got fancy footwork, so this thing's not I can pretty much go attacking you. Well, yeah, you kind of have to skirt around this thing, but it's not going to be getting any attacks of opportunity as you bounce away and move can towards I, Tirza. Yeah, can I get um sort of? I want to use my bonus action to to hide behind a tree. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Give me Great. a stealth check. Oh fuck! Drop my dice. Okay. Nat twenty. You're pretty sure you're hidden. <laughs> Everyone else loses track of you as well. Alright. Right. So, Tirza, you see coming out of the tree line a charcoal-skinned, red-eyed tiefling bearing a long sword and a shield running straight at you, saying, Get away from him, you fools! Do I recognize this tiefling? You do. There was another group of people who survived the second or the first trial, and this tiefling was among them. I had a feeling. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna continue running towards him. Can I reach him? Oh, he reaches you this turn. That's oh, what he's okay. doing this turn. And as he approaches you, he says, I, I honestly don't know what you are thinking doing this, but <laughs> it's a, a, a little bit foolish, don't you think? I... It attacked our friend. We had no choice, really. Fair enough. And he readies his longsword and shield. Uh, Cherish. I am going to cast Magic Missile as a second level spell. Alrighty. Give me some Magic Missile damage. Right. Two. Alright. What color are your magic missiles, by the way? Hmm. My magic missiles are probably like a gold color. Alright. Like not like not like the like standard like yellow, like the just generic yellow, like a not sort of sparkly gold. Do you have the hex code perchance? Uh, I can get it. <laughs> it looks a lot like the, the the image texture background that we've uh, used for the logo. Ah, okay. Well, that <laughs> that color gold goes streaking through the trees, <laughs> bolts of energy swooping around trees to lance towards the giant, and they all strike in a succession. Foom, 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 and it lets out a, a bellicose roar again. Sundun Arcanun! Rude, probably. <laughs> uh, do you want to move at all, or do you want to stay where you are? Uh, I'm still like 30 or 15 feet from the giant, yeah? Yeah, you were sort of behind it. You saw Sid strike at it and then dart away into the trees. Grawl is still standing in front of it, uh, for now, covered in a magical shield. And Tirza is off to the side, and you see this charcoal-skinned tiefling approaching her with sword and shield drawn. Okay, so it's still like not facing me. No. Okay, then I'm I I'm probably gonna stay where I am. Okay. That brings us to Grawl. Um. Okay. Since I got I used my get out of jail free card already. Um. Just curious, gonna... how many spell slots do you have left? No, that's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
It'll, it's fine. I, I, I thought he would go down. <laughs> no. He's here. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. I thought I was just like, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna kick his ass, and that didn't work. Um. So yeah, gonna gonna move. Gonna. I can use a bonus action to. Do you double the, 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 the distance, right? No. Rogues can do that. Oh. Warlocks oh, okay. can most assuredly not. I want to be a rogue now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, get an opportunity attack on you and you might get your chance. <laughs> I don't know fucking what I'm going to do now. Okay. Um, God damn. Uh, I guess... I guess I'm going to swing at him with the sword... Because I don't know what I'm gonna do. Okay, swing away. Well, because if I if I run away, he's gonna swing at me. Yes, unless you, <sighs> unless you take the disengage action, so you can spend your whole turn getting away from this thing, moving thirty feet and not provoking. But that'll be your turn. It's not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna do that. I don't know if the order is the same for everybody, but that worked really well, Michael, because the side that you leaned over was right next to <laughs> Ray Reed's ear. That's not how it is for me, but that's awesome. No. Yeah. So, you disengage and run away. Which direction do you run towards? Behind I... you is Tirza and this unknown newcomer. Uh, just behind the giant, you see Cherish, and Sid has disappeared. Um, strength in numbers, right? And, uh, Tears has got a shield, which I neglected earlier. So that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, towards Tirza. Okay, Tirza, so you run you. Tirza, and then you see the charcoal-skinned, red-eyed tiefling standing next to her. You have this bulwark of shields, uh, to hide behind now. Perfect. Perfect. Safety. I feel much better about myself. So you scamper behind them as they both raise shields, sort of shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder. That brings us to the giant who, hmm, let's see, where is he going? Because there's a nice squishy sorcerer right behind him, but does he notice you? Not to his favorite enemy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, alright. He is going to lumber after Grawl's retreating form. And as it's lumbering towards you, Tirza, you exchange a look with this newcomer and the tiefling gives you just this real charming smile his lips quirked up by the single fang that dips down over his lip and he says well you ready for this and you don't have time to respond as this massive greatsword comes hurtling down towards the two of you cool that's some bad rolls though uh let's see 14's probably not gonna do it (laughs) all right So, this tiefling, who seems to be practiced in use of the shield more than the sword, extends his arm out to the side so that the two of you form a sort of phalanx, and between the two of you, you just dead block this blow that's coming down. And he lets out a bit of a cackling laugh, like, (laughs) and it sort of echoes, and you're not quite sure what's happening until you realize it's his shield that's laughing too. You have an old man, remember. I know. I want to be friends. 
Um, and the giant will, as you knock the sword away, the giant will sort of stumble backward and let out another roar, and that brings us to Tirza. Cool. Um, I'm gonna... Same verse, uh, second verse, same as the first. I'm going to, um, pull out another javelin and throw it at him. All right. And we have two left, so let's hope this works. Yeah, and just FYI, this thing did not close, like, it's not directly in front of you. It's about ten feet away and was still able to slam its sword down on you because it has a giant reach. Literally. Haha. <laughs> hmm. Um. So it yeah. is in hurling distance, not stabbing distance, is the point I was getting at. Cool. Um. <laughs> I'm also going to cast Divine Smite. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, what level spell slot are you expending for this? I only have first level spells, but I That's just not 20. Woo! Critical oh, hit. All right. So, with the Divine Smite, so what is the most damage you could deal with this attack, including the Divine Smite? Oh, God. That so is 16 plus 8. That's <laughs> 24. 24. All right. Holy now, crap. roll me more damage. Yes. Because to remind our listeners, oh, the house oh, rule I play God. with is epic crits. We do not just simply double the dice roll. We max this shit out. It does make me wish I went with an assassin, but it's fine. (laughs) Just for that sweet, sweet auto crit. That's ten more damage. Alright, so... 34 damage on top of this thing. That's the amount of hit points I have. There is a rumble of thunder from above you, and for a brief moment, the smoke clears in a funnel above Tirza, and directly above, you see, you're not quite sure the difference between the skies, quite honestly, because it goes from black-gray smoke to gray-blue clouds, and this ripple of thunder and multicolored lightning of the outer storm can be seen above Tirza, as she throws this javelin, and it lets out a little burst of sonic energy as it sort of creates a thunderclap as it's hurled. So fucking cool. (laughs) It's so cool. (laughs) And the tiefling next to you will go, that was fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sid, we are over to you. Alright. Unless Tirza wanted to move at all. Oh yeah. Um, No, but how's that giant doing? Fine. <laughs> we could drop some rocks on him if we run away. Ah, we're doing fine. Yeah, it's fine. We got this. Sid, what are you up to? I would like to sneak up behind him. Alright, give me a sneaking roll. I will do that. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be... Uh, oh god, what is that? 25. Yeah, you're pretty sneaky. Great. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. Um, it's gonna be 
22? 22 will hit. Great. Give me that sneak attack damage. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Um, it's... Uh, 21 damage. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> I felt really good about myself with a 13 earlier. Jeez. <laughs> um, God, you guys are monsters. Fancy, I'm going to use fancy footwork, and I'm going to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> okay. Oh, Where would my... you like to retreat to? <laughs> Behind a tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to use my uh, bonus action. To uh, hide again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's just assume you do that. This thing's not rolling well on perception. Yeah. Um, you would have to basically botch. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that shielded tiefling will not break ranks with Tirza, so he won't move forward to attack with his sword. Instead, he'll swi spin the blade around so that this strange symbol on the pommel is facing forward, and he'll let out a little uh, brief word that Cherish, if you were closer, might sound familiar. And this little ball of flame goes straight out of the pommel of his sword. Strikes against this thing's chest. Or it might. Let's see if the attack actually hits. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a hit. But, unfortunately, what this guy didn't know is as the small firebolt hits, it just, like, bursts across the thing's chest and seems to have zero effect. Yeah. As the fire damage just hits this thing and does nothing. And he lets out a mailed. Uh, that now, means it's my turn. That means it's Cherish's turn. I am going to position myself to the southeast of the giant. Okay, so it is between you and Tirza, Grawl, and the unnamed tiefling. Like, straight line? Or like, because I want to position myself like, so it's here, and I want to be, like, diagonal to it. Yeah, but it is so in a straight line between you and the others. If you're moving to the east? Yeah. I I, I want... So, like, if I'm looking at the giant, I can them adjacent to it. It's They're not on the other side of the giant. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do. Then you would want to move slightly to the west. Okay, then that's what I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and I am going to... So, getting back the spell slots using sorcery points, is that my whole action? Uh, or is I... that a bonus action? That would be under the sorcerer rules, which I could get in front of me, but I don't well, know specifically. Because I, I didn't see it when I was looking, so... Let us consult the tome. Uh... Oh, it is a bonus action. Okay. Okay, then. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to use a bonus action to get one of my second level spell slots back. Cool. Uh, and that costs three sorcery points. So all of my regular ones are gone. Yep. And I'm going to cast Thunder Wave as a second level spell. Nice. Uh, so, and I'm basically putting myself so that the giant is like on the edge of the fifteen foot cube, so I'm not grabbing I'm not grabbing anybody else. Okay. If that's possible. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Okie dokie. So it needs so to, it make, has to a... make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> um 
Let's see. It has disadvantage on this roll, but even with that, is a plus 10 to con. So, 16? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, it succeeds. Uh, but it still takes uh, two, um, 3d8 divided by 2 thunder damage. So let me roll that out. If it if it had failed, it get, it gets pushed ten feet, so that's why I right yeah the positioning yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifteen divided by two, so, so six or seven. eight because you round up eight. Yeah. All right. Uh, the rat on your shoulder says, "I would have stuck with the missiles if I were you." Damn it. Good to know. <laughs> Just little friendly advice. That brings us to Grawl. You are standing behind the two shielded ones. The giant, again, 20 feet tall, it is towering above you. It seems as though if it wanted to, it could stride forward and attack you behind these two. But it's clearly not thinking straight, and its movements are strange and jerky. It seems as though it's very uncoordinated. I, I get the feeling like this is like it's being like possessed by something um, which is why it's not like doing things properly um, can't, uh, using Eldritch Sight do I see anything? you want to spend your turn using Eldritch Sight? I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to run up and stab it again because that's not gonna go well. All I'm saying sure. is, Eldritch Sight lets you cast, detect magic without expending yeah. a spell slot. But casting detect magic right, still right, requires right, right. your action. I know. I just. I'm just like trying to figure out what I should do. Uh, f- yeah, Eldritch Blast. Like in the in the are they still standing next to each other in the little like phalanx? Yeah. I mean you. It's tough to have a two-person phalanx, but yes. No, but, like, I want to do the whole, like, there's the two rounds of the shield, and then it's just, like, right in the crook, just to, like, <laughs> like a shotgun blast. Nice. <laughs> like, bang! So, yeah, uh, okay, I'll just blast on this nerd. Shotgun phalanx, new band name. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that's yeah, not bad. That is pretty, pretty sure good. that's how riot police work, but, you know. Uh, plus, yeah, it's ten. Ten will not hit. Well, that was fun. Alright, that brings us to the giant, unless Grawl would like to move it all. You're standing directly yes, I behind... Do. I do. I okay. do. I want to I wanna run back towards the, um, the levers. Okay, that is roughly 200 feet back up the hill. Brilliant. Okay. I mean, I have a plan. I don't know if it's going to work, though. Should I, should I tell people this? <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. Why don't we lure him? I don't know. Yeah. Why don't we lure him into the, 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 like, the sleuth box area and then pull the lever and drop the, half the mountain on him? Okay, are you doing that? <laughs> <Yep>. Later! <laughs> and I take off. <laughs> so, Grawl voices this plan and then takes off up the hill. Uh, the giant, seeing Grawl flee, let out a roar 
and attempt to bull rush past both the Tiefling and Tirza. I need you both to make athletics checks. Oh, okay. athletics checks. Okay. To see if you can hold it back. Cool. 21. Alright. Ooh, wow. Um, so it, with if athletics is a 24, and that was with disadvantage, um, it bursts through the two of you, charging after Grawl up the hill. You both get opportunity attacks as it passes, though. That's good. That's, you know, something. Listen, I don't know what to do, man. I mean, I think you're, you're doing your thing. I think this is... Ooh, nice. <laughs> Spicy. What you got? I got a five. Was that a botch? No, wait. I got a nine. <laughs> okay. That's not a botch then. No. Cool. Still really bad, though. Right. Uh, the tiefling <laughs> lands a glancing blow at the back of this thing's leg as it charges over the two of you. And you, like, harmlessly try to wave a stick at it. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad that it got past me. It is a 20-foot tall giant. It was essentially just, like, walking over you, and you were attempting to stop its knees. Uh, but it is charging up the hill after Grawl. Uh, that brings us to Sid. Um, so it is running away from us at this point. Yes. You would have to spend your whole turn getting to it, if you wanted to get up to it. Um, I, I don't need to, um, attack it. I'm just gonna follow it. Um, okay. How, f um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna follow it. Okay. Um, well, because uh, it seems pretty focused on Grawl, so I'm not even necessarily trying to hide at this point. Okay. Yeah. Alright, uh, so you are following up behind it. Uh, the gray-skinned tiefling will look over to Tirza and say, So, after it? I guess. All right. Oh, and I, I shout, Charge! And I run after it. Uh, it's like, the, the, the tiefling looked at you with that weird, cocky smile as... <laughs> Sid ran between the two of you, sword raised, <laughs> shouting, charge! <laughs> and the tiefling gives a shrug, raises his sword, gets his shield in the crook of his arm and says, I guess we're charging. And he charges. <laughs> and he lets out, like, a sharp whistle as he does. You're not quite sure what it means, but it seems to be in a quick succession of chirps that probably means something. Mm. Uh, Cherish, we're over to you. Um, I am also going to run after it. I know I'm kind of behind everybody, so... Um, yeah, I'm just gonna run. Okay. Uh, Grawl. This thing oh, is... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Can I spend... So, I don't want to do anything. Can I spend my whole action to double? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I assumed yeah, you were doing. Do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you get up to just past where Tirza was as you're running and kind of shrugging along, just going along with the charge, yeah. I guess. Grawl, this thing is on your on heels. heels. <laughs> oh, <good laughs> shit. It is maybe 20 feet behind you. How far do I have to go? About A long ways? 150 feet. Oh, great. Lovely. We'll say this is going to be four rounds of you running if you want to get there. 
Damn it. And where I thought, we were, I thought we were so much closer. Uh, we actually, let me clarify something. Where are you running to? Uh, I was going to run into the... I mean, I have a plan. I don't know if it's going to work, though. Okay. I was going to run into, like, so the, the, like, the sluice box kind of, like, area is kind of, like, in a, like, a ravine kind of thing. It empties out said? into a gully, yes. Okay. And is that where, are the, like, the, the, the mound of, like, dirt stuff? Emptied like, out? Yeah, absolutely. And that yeah, is actually that. way closer to where you are. That is maybe only 60 feet away to the west. That's only 60 feet away? So okay. you could get there this turn. The big problem is, is the lever that controls that is yeah. another 150 feet up the hill. Yeah, yeah I know. And my range on mage hand 30 feet. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Cherish's range on mage hand is also 30 feet. It is. We can't add them together. But no, they're no all... I just mean like... No, but if you... So, yeah. yeah, lure it into the place. Well, the water is already flowing, right? So that yes. could even... Yeah. Help okay. You. Well, don't die, and I'll go pull the levers. Okay, uh, I'll roll for not dying. <laughs> so you want to run over to the gully? Yeah. Alright, so charging over to the gully, you can get there this turn if you spend your whole turn moving. I missed all of that. Yeah. You can get over to the gully if you spend your whole uh -huh. turn moving. Great. Fantastic. Doing that. Okay. Cool, cool. That brings us to the giant. The giant will only move 30 feet. It will see you moving through the trees. With its left hand, it will reach over to a tree and clench it into a fist. And you see it just ripping a handful of tree out of the center of this tree. There is a crackling of wood and timber splintering. It grips it in a fist and lets out a bellicose roar. And you see this red searing energy filling its fist as this grip of charcoal ignites. And then he reels back and hurls it at Grawl. Okay. Good. Maybe we don't need to, maybe we don't need to drop a mountain on him. Maybe we just need to get him damp. I, I was going to say a different word, but 18 versus your AC. Oh, I threw my dice. Yeah, that hits. That hits? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. see. I need to grab some more D10s. <laughs> Never. I'm going to die here. <laughs> you don't know that. That's true. How much hit points do you have? I have 25, Mike. It deals 23 points of bludgeoning damage oh to you. God, <laughs> fucking God. As this huge fistful of charcoal slams into your back and you stumble forward. How far does it, how much forward does that throw me? Uh, about five feet. <laughs> ah, I'll take it. Okay. And this thing hurled this thing about 60 feet. Yeah, that tracks. With cool. very little effort, it seemed. Cool. All right, mm -hmm. that's. But it has increased the gap between the two of you, though that doesn't maybe but seem that to be a concern. Seem to <laughs> Why did I use invisibility at the get go? Why? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. most of my ideas seem that way. That brings us to Tirza. Everyone else has sort of charged past you at this point. I'm going to get as close. Yeah, 
I'm gonna, yeah, get as, I'm gonna run towards Grawl. Fuck, sorry, I can't talk. Alright, um, do you want to spend your whole turn moving? Yes. Okay, um, you catch up to the giant. Yeah, once you stop your movement, you're basically on top of the giant. Cool. Cool. I'm not gonna get in, like, in no, 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 no. I yeah. kind of figured, yeah. You're not, mm-hmm. unless you specified I get in front of it, I assume no. you weren't. Sid. If he could not notice me, that would be great. <laughs> Let's find out. Do a perception check, though. Yeah, you're if fine. He could not care about me. He doesn't seem to care about you. He is looking around for another likely tree to turn into a uh, fastball special. <laughs> Proverbial missile. Yeah. Sid, we are over to you. We established that Cherish is going for the lever, is that correct? Yes. Great. Uh, how far am I from the giant at this point? You are 30 feet away from the giant. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to sneak up behind it, um, but I'm not going to attack yet, because that, that would be all of my... Because I'm basically using all of my movement to get up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, sneak up behind it um, and ready an attack. What is the trigger for your attack? Um, that's a good question. Actually, basically, when you ready an action, you can't just like drop down lower into the initiative. You have to say, "I ready an attack." Assuming this happens, then this will okay. happen. Okay. Uh, instead, you said he had a pouch. He seems to have a couple of pouches. Yes. Can I take one? Want to try to rob the giant mid-fight? Eh, why not? Sure. <laughs> Give me a sleight of hand check. Rob him of his sense of purpose. Make him just feel like he 18? doesn't have anything to do. 18. All right. Uh, you go in and grab one of these pouches, and it's pretty easy with your dexterous fingers. You do have to sheathe your sword to do this. You realize that, right? Oh, and it takes a whole action to, yeah. to draw it out. Well, it's basically... You're sheathing your sword, and yeah, you're gonna have to spend a, like your move action to pull it back out next turn. Okay, well then maybe I won't do that then. Also, this bag is huge. Okay, it's like I'll the, look at it. It's the size of a backpack. Okay, okay, never mind. I, I had something to do. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to attack it without having the ability to run away. So, um. <laughs> as a rogue, do you not have the ability to use the dash action as a bonus action? Um. Oh yeah, I guess I could do that. Um, but that would be if I. But he would know I'm there. He, I would get. He would get an opportunity to attack on me. Is that correct? With your nimble feet, I don't think that's the case. Oh, you're right. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I don't uh, want to play your character for you. So no, this is the yeah. only time I will be reminding you of your new abilities. Thank you. Um, great, great, great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to attack. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Let us show these fools what a sneak attack crit looks like. Oh, boy, 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 boy. <laughs> 9,000 damage. Okay, so... My total damage um, is a lot. Um, 22 plus... Um, plus your so 20, 28 is my is my max. Nice. Now yeah. roll me. 
I'm not amazing, but you know, it's okay. Um plus eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Y'all y'all gross. As you <laughs> lunge in and stab this thing in the you, you think you got a nice kidney shot in on this thing. It it yeah. did not appreciate this attack. Mm-hmm. It seems to be losing a tremendous amount of blood as you're stabbing this thing. Cool. Uh, and yeah. the tiefling will come up next to you. With a shout, um, unless you're planning on moving away this turn. Uh, well, what does he? What does he say? Um, he's go- have- he's going to shout. We've got it on the ropes. Cool. Uh, I'm going to disengage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, great. Hey, thanks. Bye. So you're basically like running back away about thirty feet as he's charging. I'm going. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> We've got it on the ropes. Who's this we? <laughs> I, I like, lift up a hand and I'm, as I'm running by. I'm like, I'm going to tag you in. T- I'm going to tag you in. And he's got a shield and a long sword. <laughs> I just, like, slap the shield on my way my way past him. So and the shield say, ow. The shield <laughs> says, excuse me. <laughs> and the tiefling will rush in and attack this thing. Ooh, and he will get a natural 20. Cool. No, his natural 20s are way less impressive. That's 18 damage. All right. He slashes at this thing, but good. It's not... He slashes at its butt good. <laughs> of course. He takes a big hank out of its ass meat. Nice. <laughs> Serving steaks tonight. No, it's a rump roast. yeah this thing is still in a a blinded fury it doesn't seem to be slowing down but it is losing lots of blood that brings us to cherish i am still running all right as soon as i get as soon as i get 30 feet from the lever i'm gonna cast mage hand all right that, lever, that's gonna but take. I, like, I, I'm assuming I'm not there yet. You are charging past the battle scene, and you get about thirty feet past them, and you're just moving up the hill. Yep. All right, that's gonna bring us to Grawl. Kill How much? Thing, buddy. I uh, <laughs> I have to run back out of the 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 thing, smack it with a sword, and then just chill there. Um, it's an option. <laughs> Yeah, there's an option. Away. Um, how much more into like the like the ravine kind of thing? You can see that about have? 15 feet ahead of you, the gully dips down into a deep crevasse, and you can see the water of the sluiceway spilling into it. It's probably about 50 feet deep. Well, if I run away and he chases me, everyone gets more opportunity bullshit, which you, is... You can see that the gully work. is maybe only about 20 feet wide, and the sluiceway is suspended on these big wooden joists coming down the hill. So you could run under the sluice to get farther like down along the edge of the gully. Okay. And just being clear, this is like a lot. When we saw this stuff coming down earlier, it was like a large mass of stuff, where it's not just like 
like yeah, a couple handfuls. No, if someone had been in the way of this thing, it would have ruined their day. Fantastic. Gonna go underneath. All right. Gonna go. Yeah. Okay. So actually, 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 I'm gonna run up it. You're going Can to. I, is it? You're gonna to try to climb it, up into the sluice. Wait, isn't it? Doesn't it come down like into it, or does it like hang off and then the stuff drops off? It kind of it. it's not hangs off and the stuff drops off into the. Gully. Okay, then I'm not gonna climb it. Then I thought okay. if, it, if it was like came down to like normal level, I could like. Yeah, that. No, it's nope, su- it's nope, suspended not... about ten feet up. Uh, yeah, no, not I'm not a I'm not <laughs> one of those climbing hobgoblins. We don't. Yeah, no. Oh, those ones, yeah. Right. Yeah, we all know. We've all heard the stories. Yeah. So that you said was about fifty feet away. Uh, no, the crevasse inside the gully is about fifty feet deep. The oh. the actual sluice way itself is probably only about like ten feet ahead of you. Um, In fact, less because you got knocked forward. The... So it's five. Yeah, it's you're basically um, like you pick yourself up and look up, and it's like, oh, it's right there. Yeah. Uh. Can I see how far Cherish has to go? Uh, Cherish has about... Let's see. Uh, roughly 120 feet, so probably two more rounds worth of full sprinting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> this is fun. I'm gonna, once again, let's see if I can get this thing's attention to get it to come after me. Again, and uh, I will Eldritch Blast this this idiot <laughs> if, I, if I hit this time. What was that, Reed? Nothing. Uh, it was nothing, Mark. It was nothing. Nat 20, right? W- so nat- yeah, nat- yeah, totally a nat 20. Would that happen to That's be a watch? A- mm-hmm. Oh, I like no. watches. No, you don't. You don't like them. You because don't like them. To remind our listeners, when somebody rolls a botch... I roll percentile, and on 75 or above, something bad happens. So The gods have abandoned me. I wither and die like a raisin right there in the water. <laughs> uh, could you please roll me Eldritch Blast damage? Oh, lord. I'm gonna die. Someone might. 7. Seven damage. Okay, and what is the range on Eldritch Blast? Range on Eldritch Blast is, I think it's a hundred. No, it's hundred twenty feet. Okay, excellent. Y'all got hit points to spare. Uh, Lisman, you, Sid. Uh, odds or evens? Let's go odds. Cool, excellent. The Eldritch Blast lances into your Tiefling ally. Dealing seven Eldritch Blast damage. Did not like that. He he didn't. My boy. I tagged him in. (laughs) (laughs) This is all my fault. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? (laughs) I'm a monster. (laughs) The giant seems to have never lost focus on Grawl. (laughs) And ignoring the bolt of Eldritch energy that goes streaking past it, it will rip another chunk out of a tree and just chuck it at you. I'm dead. Good night. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, 26 is probably going to hit. Oh, God. 
Brawl. So, hardly knew ye. So, <laughs> right behind underneath the thingy. Hey, Reed, we can go double rogue now. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna remake a character. Brawl 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That is 20 points of damage. Uh, well, okay. he's not technically dead. Yeah, he isn't outright. technically dead. So Grawl is down and unconscious. Underneath the sluice way. Uh, oh, that's even worse. Tears oh, God. up. It's so bad. far away is my good friend, my good, good friend, Grawl? Grawl I is have about... a potion on me. <laughs> Jam it in my pothole. <laughs> Grawl is about 60 feet away from you. If you moved at sort of a diagonal angle. If I sprint to him, I will be at him. But it will take your whole turn, yes. Better than nothing. (laughs) That face. I make that face. Um, And then I'm also right next to our unnamed ally. Yes. He has a name, we just don't know it. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm that's sure it's Daniel. I know, but the giant's attention is not focused on him. I'm gonna go to Grawl. We're All friends. Right. Sprint away to Grawl. Sid. I must be playing this character um, wrong. I must be. <laughs> uh, well, you're level three, so that's okay. Um, and it really doesn't like you. Um, so the the giant's not looking at us. It's still looking in the direction of of Grawl. Is that correct? Uh, you think its attention is about to shift now that it has downed its foe? I mean, fair. That's fair. But oh, before it. it does, I'd like to uh, go up and attack the uh, wound I did before. Okay. Um. You do not have advantage on this attack. I do not have advantage on this no. attack. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. It is no longer singularly focused on Grawl. Because Daniel is uh, right by him. You would have to get around this giant to flank Daniel. to get advantage. No, I just mean he's right. He's standing right by it. Yes. The... Yes, he is. Well, that's okay. Oh. So sad. Um, well, that's probably not going to hit. Um, that is a... I mean, it's not going to hit. It's not a botch, but it's not going to hit. I rolled a two. Okay, yeah, no. Alright, that brings us to your unnamed ally. Uh, he will let out a cry and clang the uh, pummel of his sword against his shield and a thunderous explosion will ripple out from him in a very similar spell to what Cherish cast just a little bit ago. So the giant's going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, shit, that's real good. Um, it's going to be fine. Um, so it's going to be taking a little bit of this damage, but not a ton. That is only 10, so that is 5. Alright. So, that brings us to Cherish. You're going to keep but on I've running? I've been able to would I have been able to do one of my cunning actions as a bonus action? You could have, you didn't. Uh. Um, yes. Because I, I assume that I'm, like, like not noticing any of the list. You're really. well past the fight now. Yeah. Um, so, I've got one singular mission. Yep, you charge forward. 
and you are but 60 feet away from the lever now. So close. That brings us to Grawl. Give me a death saving throw, my friend. It's just a d20, or what would Just a straight d20. 1 through 10, you fail. 11 through 20, you succeed. 11. 11. That is one success. If you get three successes, you stabilize. Yay! If you get three (laughs) failures, you die. You're done dead. That brings us to the giant. It will swing around, and it's going to have to decide between the tiefling and Sid. Hmm. Well, Sid did stab it for a bunch. I mean, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know it was me, I'm just saying. It's true, so give me odds or evens. Evens? It's attacking Sid. Oh, fuck. That is... Let's see. So it swings around with this huge, flat, broad-bladed greatsword. Let's see. It rolled a 5 plus 11, so 16 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Cool. I'm going to need a bunch of d6s. What is your total health, by the way? Um, Total health is 21. Cool. That is 17 damage. All right, I'm down. Cool. Sid goes down under this great sword. Um, that brings us to Tirza. You are on top of Grawl. And you turn back briefly and you see Sid just go splang underneath this great sword. And I think I go, Sid! <laughs> um, and he goes, blah! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know exactly how lay on hands works. So you have a pool of healing energy that you can expend as an action. That pool is five times your character level. Yes. So I do know that. So if a person, if a character is unconscious, because because he was so, like, the the negative hit points don't No, you always heal from zero. Okay. Well, since I'm going to have to split this between... Ah, fuck it. Uh, 15 points. <laughs> to Gryffindor! <laughs> to Gryffindor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also have pure wounds, so I'll... All right. And I, I still have a, a... We all still have healing potions. Uh, not not said and Cherish. I don't. Yeah, no, we gave our... I still have a healing monster. potion. <laughs> so... Grawl, you are back up to 15 and conscious. There's a... <gasps> as you come Ow. come to light, the first thing you see is Tears of standing over you, glowing with that blue-gray light. Uh, and I'm, I'm whispering weird shit about the storm. Uh, that brings <laughs> yeah. us to Sid. Give me a death saving throw. Unless, Tears, you would like to move at all. Um... Yeah, uh, no. I'm gonna hang out. Okay. I got a seven, so that's cool. First fail. Alright. That brings us to our unnamed tiefling friend, uh, who will lunge over to Sid, pull a healing potion off of his belt, and pour it down your throat. 
Only to then be and smashed. Well, by and he's going to be like holding his shield up as he does this. Oh, cool. So he gives you six hit points. Way to go. Cool. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Better. Cherish, you are 60 feet away from mm-hmm. the lever. I run 30 feet and then I pull that lever. All right. There is a. And you hear another small avalanche going off somewhere up the mountain and a huge gooey mess of rocks and stone and water goes hurtling down the hill. It will reach there next round. Grawl, we are over to you. So this is gonna is this gonna hit directly where we're standing or down off the end of the thing? Uh just past you. Okay. So if we stay here, we'll be okay. Yes. How far away is uh is Big Boy? About thirty feet. Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Well, I don't really have. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna do anything. Uh, can I poke him in the eye with Mage Hand? Sure. <laughs> Will that get his attention to come over here? I'm sure it might. Uh, this, is, this is yeah. I don't. I. It's the only thing that I'm gonna do that I can't do damage because I don't want to hit. Uh, hit Sid or 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 Shield Boy. To be fair, the only reason you hit them was because a you botched and b I roll a seventy nine on my percentile. So yeah, like that's well fine. Let's go. Let's let's Eldritch Blast this guy. But I will say this much: the Eldritch Blast could miss, and it wouldn't notice it. The poke in the eye is not going to deal any damage, but it'll notice it. Okay, I like I like the mage hand. Okay, mage, <laughs> mage hand, and instead of poke, uh, do I want to poke him in the eye, or do I want to do the like the whole fist up a up a nose? I mean, there's room for that. Yeah, I know. I don't, there might be too much room for that, and the eye will piss him off. So, uh, yeah, mage hand straight into the eye. All right. Uh... It'll let out a, a bellow and turn, just... It'll see the pale form of Grawl, let out a roll, uh, a roar, and roll forward with a shout. It will ignore Sid and the Tiefling. Uh, Sid, you are currently on the ground, so your opportunity attack will be at disadvantage. Okay. But Valor gets one as well. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um... I rolled a 19 and an 18. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What are we looking at for damage? This is not um, a sneak attack, by the way. I, I figured as much. <laughs> um, that's going to be seven damage. Seven damage. All right. So. This thing goes hurtling past you towards Grawl. Tirza, you're standing next to Grawl where he is still laying, having just cast Mage Hand at this thing. And as this thing is charging forward, you can see just gobs and gobs of thick, gooey blood are pouring off of this thing. It seems as though about halfway towards you, it was probably dead, but sheer momentum and rage are carrying this thing forward in a blitzkrieg of angry giant. 
It is coming up over the two of you, and it stands its barrel chest in front of this sluice as it raises this greatsword to destroy both of you as this huge fount of rocks and mud and water go... And this huge explosion go hurtling into its chest, knocking it backwards into the canyon behind it. And it lets, Got it in one. it lets out a roar as that slowly peters and dies as it smashes into the bottom of the gully, its form way too big to actually fit into the crevasse, and just more and more water and soil and dirt just splatter across this thing, and its roar peters out into a... <laughs> And I, I, tr- I look up at Daniel, who's still standing above me. Um, I'm calling him Daniel, and I say, Daniel, <laughs> this is the most romantic thing that's ever happened to me. And he's still holding the shield above you, <laughs> shielding, casting a little shade over the both of you, and he's got that quirky grin on his face, and he says, well, look, I ask that you buy me dinner first. Well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I warn you, I warn you, I'm not a cheap date. Steal his own purse from him and then take him on a date. <laughs> uh, I am a cheap date. So, he shields, he sheathes his sword and puts down a hand to grab yours. Alright, I give him my hand. And he pulls you up. And he says... It's not Daniel, by the way. It's Valor. One more time. Sorry. Valor? 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 Valor. Valor. (laughs) Valor. Valor? Valor. Valor. Yes. Got it in one. Got it in one. (laughs) Nat 20. <laughs> and he looks past you up towards the rocky escarpment and he says, It's about time. And you said we couldn't do it. It was like nothing. We we basically like breezed through that. You are pretty much dead. I mean, okay, yes, but That was the plan. That was all part of the plan. Yeah, it was a terrible plan. Hey, we won, didn't we? Only technically. <laughs> Only because we're still alive and he's not. <laughs> oh, win to win. I I then look around. Are we done? Is that it? Is that the test? And the valor shrugs and says, "I'm not sure. Um, quite frankly, we were hiding from the giant. I'm not quite sure what the purpose of all this was." <sighs> Well, at least it wasn't a dragon. I thought we were. Oh no, there there was a dragon. Um, little guy. Not quite sure what his deal was. There was a dragon. He's a little guy. Uh, Yes, uh, my friends and I we found ourselves up in those rocks, and there was a dragon. Um, but um, well, Telila took care of it. Uh, You guys killed the dragon? Oh no, not killed per se and as he says that you see a small band of people coming down out of the rocks led by this big burly minotaur with these big beaded necklace and 
prayer beads wrapped around his hands. Behind him is a an Aladrin, their skin the color of autumn, this sort of shining gold with bronzed red hair. Their eyes focused into the middle distance as though they're looking at everything, not focusing on a specific point. And riding a small dragon is this pale white gnome with these silvery eyes and sort of like flushed cheeks. And she's just going, that's okay, boy, just a little bit farther. And the dragon, in sort of a mesmerized state, says, yes, master. <laughs> that dragon's gonna be so mad. <laughs> Wait, how big is this dragon? The dragon's only about as big as a large dog. And I just point. That's pyre scale. And Fowler shrugs and says, "I I don't know. Um, I I I assume not. I always heard pyre scale was a you know a big dragon." Sure, yeah, you know. Where did the fire come from? And you're all sort of like dusting yourselves off, picking yourselves up, walking over to one another as the two groups meet. And uh, Valor begins making introductions. He points to the Minotaur and introduces them as Judah. Uh, the pale, like paper white gnome is named Talila. And the Eladrin, whose skin tone is changing to this russet golden color, is named Camion. Am I am I back over there with everybody? Yeah, you're sort of coming up as the two groups are coming together. <sighs> oh my god! You did good, kid. Uh, so is Delilah Camion? Talila. Talila, thank you. Talila, Tamian, or Camion. And what was the uh, third one? Judah. The, the Minotaur's name is Judah. Judah. Um, I, I'm, like, you know, making introductions and stuff, but I'm very intrigued by Dragon that Talila is writing, um, and I want to uh, ask it name in Draconic. And Talila will look at you with this creepy, sort of out-of-breath smile, and she'll say, It only answers to me. Do you speak Draconic? No. That's a shame. Oh, it's so weird. Alright. Well... <clears throat> If that was the test, it would, it would be over, right? We would. And the Minotaur shrugs and says, "I assume there's more than just beating a giant." Cool. Hey, uh, Tirza, you want to heal me up? Then we're not done. <laughs> I'm like missing yeah. an arm, apparently. Give you a little top off. <laughs> a little top off. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's your what hit points? I'm at six. Okay. Uh, yeah. I will cast Cure Wounds and use Thanks. my last spell slot, so y'all better not need any more help. I'll be um, careful in the future. 
how much does uh oh never mind never mind ignore me ignore me um already cherish the rat on your shoulders says so uh that's it huh i mean usually we just get usually we go to your place and talk to sky and witch and then we wake up in whatever beds we were sleeping in at least that's what happened last time it's not really like empirical proof or whatever but um it's weird that we're still here oh yeah um hmm and the rat gives a little like six-armed shrug i'm still very curious about this dragon talila and talila will say yes so was i I mean, could you ask its name? Because this, if this is Pyre Scale, this is either amazing. Sorry, I last, I lost the last bit of that. Oh, uh, I, I say to her, because if this is Pyre Scale, we're either this is big trouble. <laughs> and she says, "What's your name, little guy?" And the dragon will say, "In common." I am Pyrescale, last son of Tiamat. <laughs> Sid, Sid, Sid laughs. And again, it's just like dragon the size of a Great Dane. When I was growing up, I heard stories about the fearsome Pyrescale who ravaged these northern lands. This is Pyrescale? This is who everyone in Stormhaven fears? And Pyrescale says, One day I will be the scourge of these lands. When I am grown, I shall rule this valley. And the baby. Talila will place a hand on its neck and say, That's enough. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay. Alright. Well, that's not... And We're looking at its proportions, you can sort of tell this thing is a young dragon. Its wings are sort of stubby. Its feet are big and disproportioned with its body. Its head is this large, bulbous thing. This is a young wormling. This is not a fully grown ancient dragon. That's why he's bulbous. Um, so what do we do now? Where'd the fire come from? I think we have to go back to the hole. And? I don't know. <laughs> Blood <laughs> sacrifice. Way to get out of here. The fire's still going, right, Mike? Yeah. And it's completely surrounded us. We're trapped in this area. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be encroaching. That's part of the strange thing. Now that you're sort of paying attention to it, the fire's not getting any closer. Yeah. That fiend called it a box that we were trapped in. Right, His yeah. name is the lesser. And the lesser nods and goes, yep. He is a fiend. You don't call me the fiend. I, I, I lean over to Grawl. This is getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this time, uh, Grawl has grabbed out his healing potion and is sipping on it like it's a cool beer. <laughs> uh, watching the, 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 the short little like back and forth between the two of them. 
So I'm just going to see here. Two, six, eight. So I'm adding eight with the XP back up to 25. Yay. That one's gone. Probably didn't need to do that, but oh well. So the Minotaur says, So what now? Camion never stops keeping an eye out on the surroundings. They seem incredibly intent on being alert and not being overtaken by anything by surprise, which is allowing the rest of you to maybe drop your guard a little bit and sort of focus on the problem. Talila seems extremely distracted by just stroking the scales on the back of the neck of this young wormling she has somehow entranced you're still not entirely sure how that's possible yeah um uh, olivia did you uh heal me or i did i sent you a message in the chat it's for seven okay gotcha um should we jump in the hole and valor says what hole are you talking about uh, well, we woke up next to a big, deep, scary hole. Yeah. Oh! We woke up inside the mine. Oh, there was a mine. I did not realize. We all oh, yeah, I wasn't just running away, like, because I didn't want to fight. There's levers over there and oh. stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there was, there cool. was a temple down the hill a little ways. That's where we woke up. A temple? To what? It... Nothing really. It's uh, it's old stones just sitting in the. It was only uh, Judah over here who recognized it as a temple. Hmm. And Judah shrugs and says, "Whatever was worshipped there has disappeared long ago. It predates our inhabitants of the valley." Hmm. Um, I I turn to um, turn to the oh I can't remember the fiend's name um, the lesser yes easiest name to remember ever I turn to lesser it's like do you, any guidance or or you're just hey man I'm just here to watch what is your interest in us exactly oh I don't care about you <laughs> well then why are you here. And no, he not... points over to Cherish, who shoulder he's sitting on, and says, uh, "We're here to watch her." And what's your interest in Cherish? I don't know. I'm just following orders. Boss told me we're coming to this place to go see the child, and I follow what the boss says. Is your boss here? Oh yeah. Where Where is your boss? I uh, just uh, down that way a little bit, southeast. I told you this right when we met. Yeah, we were distracted by a giant. Um, yeah. Oh, right, that thing. Good. Yeah. Good job killing that thing, by the way. Yeah, you know. Thank you. It was a uh, fairly broke sweat. Um, now, you so, kind of yeah. died there for a second, but yeah. Skosh. Um, yeah. Does your boss intend to harm Cherish? <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, that would have been a good question to ask. Yeah, that's a good book. Admittedly. I guess we go. Is it is it telling the truth? Uh give me an insight check. 
I would like to make one as well. Sure. Well, I just nat 20 so... As no, far as I... you can tell, it is telling the truth. It has <laughs> not lied to you once. And it says, look, I don't know about all this test stuff or whatever, but uh, if you're wondering about the flames, it's got nothing to do with me. That's all the little guy. And he points to the dragon. Oh, <laughs> you did this? I look. I look at Pyroscale. And Pyroscale's eyes are that weird, same silvery color as Talila's, and mm. she's not paying attention to the conversation at all. She's just stroking this thing's scales, and it doesn't answer your question. Real shit. Talila. Hmm. Could oh god. Pig <laughs> 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 tears. This like also kind of gets like chills. Um, I'm sure she's good. It seems like this dragon is the key to our test, or at least to the fire. Could you, I don't know, figure it out for us? <laughs> Give us a hint. Do you want me to ask it something? I mean... Ask it what's in the hole. She, she leans down and says, Pyre Scale, what's in the hole? And Pyre Scale says, Where I hatched from, the nest. All other eggs shattered and broken. Only I remain. <laughs> so proud of himself. <laughs> My brothers and sisters were delicious. <laughs> um... Scrambled sibling. Could you ask it to uh, get rid of the fire? I don't know if dragons can... Un I don't know if you can unfire. And Talila, like, looks at you in sort of the same weird, creepy way she's been looking at Pyre Scale, and she says, You want the fire to go away? Seems weird from you. <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly. You've been throwing around a lot of fire. I think you like it. I cast Firebolt twice. Mm. As far as you know. That's more than none. And Thunderbolt, Thunderwave once, and a Misty Step. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and Mage Hand a couple of times. He forgot that one. And Valor says, You were watching the whole time and you didn't help? That's the other thing I was going to ask. It's like, where were these jerks? We fought a giant and they just chilled in the rock. And Talila says, Would you want the dragon to get free? Excuse me? Is it? And she's talking to Valor now, and Valor's like, I oh. didn't want the dragon free, but good lord. <laughs> and she turns back to you and says, So you want the fire off? That would be nice. Uh, it's so we can get out of here. Kind of, yeah, it's scale. Kind of here. Can you turn the fire off? And Pyrescale says, Of course, master! And Great. Almost without warning, there's a sudden and all of the fire in the ring around you just shuts off. It's like somebody flipped a switch or turned a valve. Like the gas got turned off. Yeah. Okay. And Pyrescale says, Behold my power! Thank you, Pyrescale. 
I want him to meet. <laughs> oh my god. He's beautiful. Yeah, he's a beautiful baby. Beautiful baby boy. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can go home. Test done. And as Way you go, say guys. that, the blue pall of the other place begins to creep in around your feet. And as you watch, the charcoal pines dissolve into the streets of Stormhaven. The blue-gray cast covering every building, every person, the sky, the ground beneath you, the dirt and trees around you begin to just shimmer and ripple into the cityscape around you. The young pyre scale disappears. The dead giant disappears. You... What about the lesser? The lesser looks to Cherish and says, So I guess that was the end of the test. <laughs> yeah, this is usually what happens. And it, like, hops off of your shoulder and in midair turns into this horrible little winged creature with this long scorpion tail and devilish face and says, Well, it's been real. Goodbye. And it flies away, and as you see it flitting through the trees, you can see a figure about 30 feet tall shifting through the trees. It's yeah. burning red eyes tracking your movement as the rest of the va- the rest of the trees in the area vanish into the cityscape. You lose track of this huge you see its outline. It is humanoid in shape, bulky, huge. Its head dipped between its shoulders, huge horns cascading off of its forehead, curving upwards with large bat-like wings stretching across its back and in in its hand it has this huge dark iron flaming mace it's krampus weird and not familiar at all you have actually never seen anything like this before but before you know it all of that vanishes and you are left in that same courtyard with the fountain the skine witch floats above you. The eight of you stand clustered to one side. On the opposite side of the statue, a woman, curled into a fetal position, rocks back and forth, her eyes wide, staring at nothing, saying, It'll go away. It'll end soon. It'll go away. It'll end soon. And the skine witch looks between all of you, her rapt face expressionless, and she says, You have overcome fire. The third trial waits for you in a year and a day. A year and a day. And then you snap back into reality and find yourselves in the third day of the Maker Festival. Your memories return to you of the two days you spent preparing, finding each other, getting messages to people you thought important. That conversation comes flooding back tears of what happened to the mail you sent to your friends, and you quickly remember discovering what the Jarashir have done to you over the last year. Knowing that that mail never got to your friends because it was never sent. And a screaming conversation you had with Netta the night before. 
unaware of what the next day would bring, but knowing that she had betrayed you. And I think we'll leave it there (laughs) for this episode of Material Components. Yeah. So thank you, all my players, for coming along on this journey with me. Is there anything we'd like to plug? Oh, Cassie first. (laughs) Um, You can find me as always on Twitter at uh, Schrodinger's Cass. Uh, The Schrodinger's is minus all the vowels, so that's S C H R D N G R S. Maybe by this point I will have changed it, but I don't know. It's very complicated. Um, uh, but yeah, that's me. I'm Cass. Uh, I am the Readimus on Instagram and Twitter. That's T H E R E E D I M U S. Uh, yeah. Plug away, everyone else. <laughs> I don't know. Olivia, Lisman, anything oh, from you guys? Follow the Matcom RPG Twitter. It's, yes. I don't know where it is in relationship to me, but it's somewhere. It's above you. It is directly I, above you, actually. Oh, cool. I would do that had I Twitter, but I don't, so I won't. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. And if you can email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our listeners. And, of course, you can follow me at MKGorgoni on Twitter. And if you want to hear me talk about comic books, you can do that over at my other podcast, Panel on Panels. My my plug is not a plug of me. It's of you. Please draw us old mage slash fan art. Tag. <laughs> official request. Tag at MattComRPG. <laughs> Yes, we are now shipping Pyre Scale in the Old Mage. Well, yeah. actually, you know what? It's becoming a bit problematic at this point. Sure. No, <laughs> it's not very young. <laughs> I don't think he's young anymore. Yeah. I think that's some some, some stuff. I think Illusion. tiptoeing into something we shouldn't be tiptoeing into. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But anyway, thank you all for listening, and I wish you a good whenever it is you're listening to this. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.